You're listening to Daddies and Divas, the podcast. Hello. 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 How's everyone doing today? Oh my gosh. So excited to be here. Welcome to the very first session of Daddies and Divas. Everyone, raise your hands. Cheers. Cheers. So from here on out, we're going to let Wes take the floor. Of course. Thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. This has been an absolute blast to put together for you all. And I am so, so incredibly excited that we get to do this for everybody. A few words of note. Um, we have many people playing tonight that are going to be both veterans and people who are brand new to the game. People who are brand new to the game, raise your hand if you've never played before tonight. Wonderful. So, if you at home are watching and you have also never played, rest assured, there are going to be people who have all the same questions as you and are equally as interested and excited and a little bit nervous to be getting into the game tonight. So do not worry, I promise you, everything is going to be so much fun and so exciting and we are going to do our part to make sure that you understand everything that's happening tonight. With that said, we will be using the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons in our game, the latest edition of the 45 plus year old tabletop role-playing game. If you've never played before, there's many resources at your disposal, including free options. And I'm actually going to be providing some links in the Discord for a number of options for you to get started on your own later tonight after we're done. Uh, we'll be incorporating a mixture of official D&D material and uh, homebrew content produced by myself, and other LGBTQIA content creators in the community. Uh, as a 45-year-old establishment, there are many portions of the history of Dungeons & Dragons that have been discriminatory and exclusionary. And here in Daddies & Divas, we will be doing our part to not only avoid those elements, but to take action to make sure that those are improved upon and make sure that everybody feels welcomed and celebrated. We here at Daddies and Divas want to say thank you for being here to support us during Pride Month with all of our LGBTQIA siblings. And we want to take a moment to show our support and stand with our Black siblings and Black Lives Matter during this difficult time. It is because of the actions of Black trans women that the Pride movement was able to begin following the Stonewall riots, and we stand alongside them in the ongoing struggle for justice. Thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. This is incredibly exciting and absolutely wonderful. And we could not do this without all of you. So thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah. Well said, Wes. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. That. So pro. What the hell? The rest of us are like, just like, ah, of and he's like, I am a professional of the group. He's like, hello. Welcome. Hello, everyone. This Hi. is what we're here for and why. <laughs> Uh, so thank you all so, so much for tuning in. Um, we are going to be playing in our very, very own special homemade world just for this game. So our D&D uh, adventure will be titled Daddies and Divas, the Heroes of Gate Witch. Gate Witch. Sorry, I ran that together a little bit too much. Gate Witch, <laughs> But it still, it still resonates well, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a while to get it. I, I felt that, yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are going to be in our own special homebrew world. As you saw on the starting screen, you can actually check out a map that we made of the entire world. Um, but we're going to be uh, slowly uh, 
describing that world for you all um, as we continue going. Um, before we get fully started, do any of you guys have anything that y'all want to say? No. Going well. <laughs> oh. I plan on trying to seduce each and every one of you, so I apologize in advance. Into it. Uh, real quick, though, I just want to do, before we get to character, I just want to say thank you, Cape It, for the raid, and thank you, Say Hey Rocker, for the raid. Thank you very much. Yay. Oh my gosh, thank y'all. Oh my god. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, Best girl fine. and best boy. I'm not at all nervous now, thanks. Right? No pressure. <laughs> no. We, got we got this. Ooh, ooh, all right. Let's just so, jump right into it. Is everybody ready? Ready. I think. All right. So, players, viewers, Welcome to the Synarchic Republic of Gate Witch. Our story begins on the 22nd of Elaint, 136 years since the flowering, the appearance of the verdant jungles and the reclamation of the Iron Curtains, long separating the sunken veil from the Republic. The lands under their rule are bordered by the ardent mountain range to the north, though the trolls, troglodytes, and bullies of the sunken veil recognize no such territorial borderline. Despite the continued conflict against the dark forces of the world, the citizens of Gate Witch find ways to support one another and celebrate their diversity. Our story begins in Yarmouth, a long-standing bastion of mercantile activity along the eastern coast of the Republic, where six brave citizens have converged and their destinies have already begun to intertwine. Our heroes convened at the local wharfside tavern, Dockers a rowdy establishment where the dockmaster detailed a nasty kidnapping ring targeting the young adult citizens of Yarmouth. Concluding that the local street gang the Red Jills were not responsible and were in fact being targeted, their attention turned to a band of brigands and ruffians named the Clenched Jaws. A plan was set in motion to catch them in the act. And that is where our tale begins. As a young man sits seemingly alone at Dockers, awaiting his expected company that has nefarious intent. So we find ourselves tonight, beginning our journey, in the Tavern of Dockers. This is a remastered dock house uh, on the actual docks of Yarmouth here. Uh, it has uh, many pull-up ports uh, for boats to actually have grab-and-go service uh, here at Dockers. Uh, and it is run by uh, two individuals. We have a blue-skinned, green-haired and tight braids decorated with many different um, seaside shells uh, named Barnacles. And his trusty companion and partner in life, James, or Jung Mungsung, who is a bright red poison frog looking humanoid individual uh, who works as the server and attendant for everybody, bringing them their drinks and their food. And they are keeping a close eye on one Lucius. Lucius, would you like to describe yourself? Of course. So uh, Lucius uh, is sitting at the bar. You would see a fair skinned, uh, blonde haired individual, long, but pulled into a tight ponytail. Um, he has what looks like golden eyes uh, that hide behind what are kind of longer bangs, a little bit unkept, 
Um, he has a look of wonder on his face as he looks around. Uh, you get the sense he, by the way, he's sitting cross-legged in a bar stool. He's never quite sat at a bar before. Um, he's wearing green robes, uh, look a little bit dirty. Um, like it's been a while since he's done some laundry. Um, he has a gnarled stick coming off the, uh, like hanging on the back of his uh, backpack and looks like a wooden shield as well. Uh, he is sitting at the bar, looking like he's drinking something akin to a juice. Uh, it, is it in fact juice? I feel like he he didn't probably actually order himself a drink. <laughs> um, it it was juice. Uh, it was whatever juice that they had that day, the freshest. Um, he's been nursing it. <laughs> probably not the best. Um, no. As as you are sitting there, uh, nursing on your juice, as it were, um, you see Barnacles kind of cleaning the countertop near you, kind of keeping an eye out, and um, you see him kind of look over towards the entrance as you hear that little ding of the bell as the uh, double saloon doors uh, pop open. Um, and he kind of gives you a look and looks over at the bar, and immediately places in front of you um, a, a big mug of <laughs> ale, and he kind of leans in and he says, this one's on the house. And as he leans in a little bit closer, he says, don't worry, your friends are keeping watch. And he oh. kind of goes back away. And you watch as uh, three rather gruff-looking individuals uh, come walking up to you. You have uh, two men and a woman all wearing various amounts of what look like brigand or pirate attire, uh, lots of bandanas holding back hair, uh, lots of uh, very big scimitars um, tied at their waist uh, with all sorts of belts and attachments. Um, and you can see one of them actually has a uh, crossbow actually tied at their belt. Um, and kind of like brazenly keeping a hand on it as they walk through the bar. And they uh, walk up to either side of you and uh, take a spot on either side. Uh, and the uh, gentleman who had spoken with you earlier and had invited you uh, along for a drink at the bar this evening uh, says, so I see that you're uh, already taken care of. And he points to the, the mug of ale that's sitting in front of you. Yeah, yeah, this one, I, I, I got it from, I got it from them down there, the bartender, he, he said it was on the house. I I don't know what that means, but I, I'm gonna drink it. I, uh, you guys look really nice tonight though. I, you, you, you got a lot of colors on at least. Um, and I, I see you have some really, really cool weapons right there. He's like, hmm, I was prepared to buy you a drink, but I guess not, that's fine. Uh, and he kind of flags down Barnacles and Barnacles begins taking their orders and they're kind of gruff with him and they, they don't really seem to be very kind um, individuals. Um, and as they uh, kind of like take spots on either side of you, uh, those of you who were waiting inside the tavern and keeping an eye on Lucius, I believe that was Clark and Sal, is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Go ahead and describe yourselves and then describe where you are in the bar, keeping your eyes on our dear, sweet, innocent Lucius. So you can go first. Well, my name is Sal Magundi Keister. Sal for short. Mag if you're nasty. 
a master of keisters, you know. I learn a lot. <laughs> this uh, hot mess of a half-water genasi, of a cleric, it did not seem to fit in with uh, others because he was uh, a half and not a full. Uh, dealing with uh, things in life, understanding who he is and where he come from. And uh, here he is just uh, sitting with his partner in crime, the uh, Clark. Clark. Hi. So I'm actually trying to fix something in the stream. Oh. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties, but we're getting there. Um, hi, my name is Clark. I am really new to the world because I've lived on an island my whole life. Um, I am a sorcerer. I've got green eyes. I've got, you know, blonde hair, um, a beard. Um, I've got staff with me, just kind of chilling next to Sal, trying to not draw any attention to me. Um, we are sitting at a couple tables away from viewing where uh, Lucius is. Um, we're just trying to keep a good eye on him. Uh, got a plan in place. Perfect. So you guys are keeping your eyes out, uh, a little prepared, a little worried. Um, and uh, you watch as the three individuals start chatting Lucius up. And Lucius, they're being very, very kind to you. They're, they tell you about how uh, they've teamed up with numerous uh, young men and women in the city, uh, taking them off on daring adventures to earn gold and loot and learn about life on the high seas. And it's been so, so exciting. And everybody has absolutely taken them up on the offer. You got. You guys all seem really, really nice. I. I also. I didn't know that you. You know. To be honest, I don't think I ever caught your name. I. They go, oh, of course, of course, of course. So my name and uh, the gentleman who uh, had uh, offered to buy you the drink and has been doing the vast majority of the talking. Uh, he introduces himself as Everett, uh, and he says, "These are my companions, Aline and Norm." Aline and Norm. It's nice to meet you guys. You guys are really, really friendly. I didn't know you were bringing friends. I, you know, I, I'm kind of new here. I've never really seen a lot of this place. And I, hearing all these stories of you guys out at sea, I didn't even know such a. Can you believe that? There, you can't even see past the horizon. It's the craziest things. Where do they? Where do the boats go? Well, do you do you want to see? We actually have a spyglass on our boat that you could actually check out the horizon with. I don't want to impu. You would. Yeah, that would be amazing. Of course. I, I, I should finish my drink though, should I? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. go for it, absolutely. Okay, and At I'm this gonna moment, take my first. I'm going to do an insight check, or wait, perception yeah. check? Insight check on the crew that's with Lucius, just to kind of see if I can see anything. Okay, perfect. Go ahead and give me an insight check. That's going to be a wisdom-based check, and then you'll get to add your proficiency bonus if okay. you're proficient in insight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? First roll of the game. What'd you get? Um, wait, where's my insight? Hold on. <laughs> Six. 
Did you ever roll a one? He's everything. No, I rolled a three, but plus three six. We're starting off so strong. I'm so proud. <laughs> I, I, I'm so glad that you uh, that you christened this stream with the very first roll of the game. Do you see anything? Potato rolls only. Only potato rolls. So, Clark, um, you're not able to glean much information from them. Uh, this is a very rowdy bar. There are people hanging off the banisters. Uh, there are people just getting into bar fights just for the fun of it. Uh, there are multiple musicians all around uh, playing various bits of music, trying to woo various individuals uh, to a fun evening's uh, experience, as it were. Um, so it's definitely a, a, a little difficult to actually... Uh, kind of like get a good read on them without somebody interrupting you. Um, and you watch as uh, Lucius, you were finishing your beverage, I believe. I went to actually take the first sip of <laughs> the, the drink that the bartender had given to me. Um, and as I take a sip of it, um, this what is the drink first off? Oh, it's uh, like a very dark, very like sickly sweet ale. Mm -hmm. I take my first sip and I spit it out at one of them. Um, instinctually, um, I, oh my God, like, <laughs> you see, I look at the like with anger, like, oh, I don't think, I don't think that's good juice. That's <laughs> I don't want any, like we can go guys. I don't, um, as you spit the drink out onto Everett, you actually, um, Watch as uh, right next to him, Aline almost fully pulls her dagger like out of her hilt as you spit it on his face, and he immediately just like shoves it back, and he's like, "No, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's like it happens." And these guys don't. I don't think they have the right juice here. They're not that experienced. Oh anymore. my god! I even had some juice before. That is, I don't know where they got it from. That is not fresh juice, though. That's not. They're like, come, come with us. I promise. I promise. So they lead you out of the bar, um, and Clark and Sal, you you watch as uh, your honeypot of Lucius uh, oh. is leaving the bar with these suspects. Um, okay. Are you guys going to attempt to tail them? Yeah, so I'm going to turn to Sal. I was like, okay, Sal? Yes, yes. We're going to sneak up go. on them. we got to keep to the shadows. But <laughs> You're still talking too loud. We're in a loud bar. No one's going to hear us. Anyway, so let's, let's get this going. Fair. So if I can go ahead and get a dexterity stealth check from oh God. the two of you. So go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Which, uh, which dice would that be, just so that everyone in the channel can know as well? That is going to be a d20. It's a 20-sided die. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get a number that's 1 to 20, and it's going to determine how good you are at what you are doing. Or awesome. how... <clears throat> Curry, you are at what you are doing, <laughs> and you add that with the dexterity. Uh, that's going to be whatever your stealth bonus is. Gotcha. I got twelve. Twelve. Okay. I got a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. As you guys uh, kind of like make your way outside, uh, you are uh, letting them go a little ways, you make your way to the door and kind of do the Scooby-Doo one head over the <laughs> other, peek around the corner to look outside. Uh, you get just down onto the dock as you are watching them walk away, and you hear a very familiar sound uh, echo overhead from the top of the bar. 
He was waiting for that for hours. Ace, if you, Ace, if you would like to describe yourself. Oh my God. Uh, uh, so my name's Ace. I'm an uh, Arakokra monk uh, of like owl descent. So big owl man, but not big. I'm only five feet tall. Um, uh, deep golden feathers um, that are kind of stained green from like living around a lot of plants and uh, I sport uh, deep dark green eyes and I am staring right at um, Lucius and his, and his uh, <laughs> accompaniment as they walk away <laughs> perfect perfect so you are on the rooftop of uh, of the bar, uh, looking out over the dock as they are uh, walking away, and you kind of like are able to turn and spot uh, mm -hmm. Clark and Sal slowly trailing along. What would you like mm -hmm. to do? Uh, I'm gonna uh, take off into the sky because I'm a bird, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna spy on them uh, from from the skies and tail them. Um, probably probably directly above them, I'd say, but like but like a, a decent height especially since it's nighttime as well. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, okay. If you can also give me a stealth check. Okay. Don't uh, fuck it I up. Got, <laughs> I got 16. Oh. 16, beautiful. How very uncurry-like of you. <laughs> Brandon, no potato rolls up in that one. Six. Uh, <laughs> With 16, you are easily able bad. to stay very, very quiet, high up above them, uh, so that they are still in your uh, range of vision. Um, and you can watch, um, two of them actually have, uh, like, small lanterns that they're carrying to kind of, like, help light their way as they're making their way down the docks. And there mm -hmm. are other, uh, like, lanterns lit as they go, just to, like, keep them normally lit. Um, it's not quite late enough into the evening that they're going to start dousing all of the, the street lamps. Um, and as you go, uh, you do catch the huddled forms of two individuals that are staking out the boat that you see uh, the three buccaneers and Lucius starting to make their way towards. If I can have Zenta and Kill Cannon, please describe yourselves. Kill cannon's gonna want to. Oh, mm. Casey again. Zeta, I didn't hear you. What? You've been told to introduce yourself. I'll well, I thought you were gonna go first. Oh, Ladies first. Oh. Then why are you going Ooh. first, Kill? <laughs> oh. Mm. <laughs> you know what? Then I will go first. You know what? I will. Hi, I am Kill Cannon, soon to be Bard Premier of the world. The world will know Kill Cannon Rice's name. But for now, you know what? We all have to scrape by with what we have. I'm acquiring stories, conquering new heroes, heroic events, conquering new women and men. But until I get famous, hi, I am an Asimir Bard trying my best to make my way, learning new stories, getting new skills, and hanging out with all these yokels in the meantime. So uh, you can find me. I am brown-haired, green-eyed, 
little dusty, but relatively nice clothing. I generally carry a loot around with me wherever I go, but uh, you'll basically find me winking at you whenever I possibly can. So, uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and Zenta. Oh, are we done now? I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> we got the Zenta. So, over, slightly behind the very outrageous bard in front of her, <laughs> is Zenta, who is a extremely large half-orc barbarian. She has kind of a medium gray skin, which helps her blend into the background a little bit. Piercing green eyes and a black mohawk that she has running down her back. Yeah. She's heavily outfitted. You can tell that she is a uh, well-versed warrior. <laughs> she has uh, her weapon strapped to her side, most notably an axe. Um, and she has sort of a no-nonsense air about her as she is glaring slightly at the back of Kilcana's head. <laughs> so, the two of you watch as uh, the three buccaneers arrive outside of their ship with Lucius in tow, and you are just able to make out far up above uh, the figure of Ace, and uh, trailing about 30 feet or so behind them, uh, kind of keeping to some boxes and crates are uh, Sal and Clark keeping watch as well on the other side. If I can get a pair of stealth checks from both of you, please. Good God. <laughs> Did you have a potato roll again? Hmm? What's that? It's worse than curry. Oh, is it? <laughs> Nice. Wow! Love it. <laughs> oh, five. Wait, stealth check. Wait, wait, wait. What's my stealth ability? Uh, okay, cool. Actually, okay. Sixteen, baby. Yeah, come oh, on nice. now. Come pew, pew, on pew. now. Pew, 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 pew. Everyone, take a guess. I'm gonna guess three. She said. She said five already. Oh, five. <laughs> 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 So, what I will say well, with that it. is, as you all are uh, keeping watch, uh, Zenta, you see them kind of like standing outside the pirate ship, and they're kind of holding their lanterns <laughs> up, and they're pointing out various bits of the boat to uh, Lucius. Um, and you can't quite make out what they are saying, so you try to lean in a little bit to get a little bit closer uh, view. And as you do, um, your hand rests on a crate that you thought was fairly well sturdy, um, but it seems to be rather waterlogged um, from being so close on the docks. Um, and so your hand actually like crunches in on it. Um, and as they hear that snap of wood, you feel um, like the very snap quick pushing wood. down as Kill Cannon is able to grab both of you and pull you down below the uh, the barrels just out of sight. You're welcome. 
Lucius, you hear the cracking of wood from behind you as they're pointing out all the various different parts of the boat and they are just giving you the lesson of a lifetime. Um, and um, as the cracking of wood happens, you actually watch Aline um, immediately uh, turn around and thrust her lantern forward in that direction. And she grabs uh, her dagger out and throws it into the barrel that's nearby, but it doesn't find purchase, it just finds a barrel. Um, I mean, and the two of you that are huddled down behind those um, can see just like the of the dagger sticking out from the barrel there. That was a good shot. That was really, really good. You, you got that barrel. <laughs> that was, that uh, you was hear a little squeak as a rat um, scurries by out of the barrel. Uh, and Aline walks over, unsheathes her dagger from the barrel, and just stabs into the rat and kind of twirls it up and holds on to it. And then just sticks it down off the barrel and slides it off and cleans off her blade. And sheathes the dagger back. Mm, delicious. Is that really necessary? I don't... She kind of like looks at the blade, finishes sheathing it, she goes, it was fun. I'm, sh I'm sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you guys are all really nice, though. I'm really enjoying this boat here. Um, Did you want to come up on top and see it? Oh my god, I would love to be on top and see it. Let's see. I... How do you get on it, though? Is it? Do I have to like... You really would love to be on to top. Decide? Is it over? Do Come I this like, way. And they, they lead you. I, sir, I cannot with you. They lead <laughs> you up the ramp onto the sea vessel. Um, what are the, the rest of you doing as they are starting to board the boat? Would you all like to stealthily follow behind? Is there a different way onto the boat that you wish to? I don't know. Can, she, can this one actually get anything stealthy done here? Just asking for a friend. I'm going to need you to just, like, step away from me just a little bit. There's not enough room behind the barrel for the uh, Are they, like, stepping onto the deck? The kill yeah. is filled with okay, greatness. Right. And we all should be in awe of how glorious I'm going to become someday. As we're running up, I can hear Kill saying something. I was like, oh, God. What's he saying? <laughs> um, as we stealthily enter the boat, can I grab the rat and toss it up to Ace? Because he wants a treat. <laughs> Um, like, don't need to react to that. <laughs> actually, uh, Clark, go ahead and give me a oh, no. uh, acrobatics check to oh, like. Oh, you better be good. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I have good acrobatics. I like. I should be able to save it, even if you mess up. Eighteen. Oh, okay. Um, you and Ace have been traveling quite a while, so you are quite used to. Uh, uh, Ace flying high up ahead, um, and you traveling down along the ground and being able to uh, fling treats to him. So this is a well-practiced trick for the two of you. You've done this for um, a so while. You pretty, you pretty easily grab onto uh, the dead wharf rat uh, and fling it up in the air, and with one very brisk, just just swallow it whole, please. Yeah. Just like absolutely, <laughs> great. Just in one gobble. Um, I don't know if that's I mean, the technical term for an owl eating a rat, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it's a gobble. I mean, how big is that beak? Uh, I just wanted to say, like, this is highly suggestive. I'm here for it, so. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Keister, come on. Gobbled it whole, guys. Gobbled it whole. Are the five of you <laughs> going to be sneaking on board the ship? 
to... So what I will do, I've oh. thought out, I'm going to go to the end of the docks. Um, I'm going to signal to Ace to land on the balcony in the back. And I'm going to... I don't know if I can do this, but tell me if I can't. Can I freeze the water at the base of the ship so that I can walk over to the balcony where he's going to throw down rope and climb up to go from the back? Um, what type of... Uh, I can, oh, I can you pick have. you up on my I have Ray of Frost, which is a cantrip. Um, I would say that, like, kind of using that repeatedly, um, you could attempt to kind of, like, run along little bits of the water. I wouldn't say that you'd be able to, like, fully freeze, like, I a full walkway. I want to be Elsa from Frozen 2. <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Into the unknown! Sorry. <laughs> well, Clark, um, as you attempt to uh, know yourself, as it were, across the water, mm -hmm. um, if you could go ahead and give me, we'll say, an arcana check. Okay. To see if you can keep up with your <gasps> frozen footsteps. A 20. <clears throat> oh, not natural? Or like uh -huh. not no, uh, well, yeah, it's natural, but like, do I add the other stuff? Arcana is Because then it's 23. Then it's 23. Oh, wow. I'm so proud of you. It's like first 20. Y'all, you all watch as Clark uh, steps up to the dock and uh, just takes a deep breath and goes full Elsa sprinting oh, wait. across oh, the water, freezing, freezing bits of water in place. Uh, they just managed to hold his feet before they collapse into the ocean. Yeah. Uh, in, in perfect time, he grabs onto uh, the rope that uh, Ace has and is able to scale up the side of, of the back side of the boat and get onto the back balcony. So that's where Ace and I are going to be. Like, what would the rest of you like to do? So not all of us have uh, fancy magic tricks. I'm just gonna attempt to sneak up the actual gangplank. <laughs> and as a water genasi, the water's frozen anyways, so. Burr. It's cold in here. There must be some. Uh, sure. I forgot what Terrible it was. In the I don't know. So Zinta <laughs> takes one look at the extraness that is Clark and just simply walks up the gangplank that is present for her. What do Sal and Kill Cannon do? Well, mainly because I am feeling mildly upstaged right now. I don't want to try and pull any tricks. I'm going to try and pull a nice little stealth trick right behind as well. Just because, again, a good bard knows when to observe and a good mm -hmm. bard knows when to perform. And right now is not the time. And Sal? <clears throat> I'm going to stealthily follow behind the kill cannon. Perfect. So we have Zenta, kill cannon, and Sal making their way up the gangplank. And we have uh, Aisk and uh, Clark uh, on the back balcony of the ship. Um, as you all, as the two of you are on that back balcony, uh, you can uh, see just inside the little doorway that you can look past, there is a little stairwell that leads up to the actual deck of the ship, like on the inside hallway. Are you two going to slowly and creepily traverse it? I'll let Ace decide from here on out. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. It's just like sneak 
Sneak behind? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, if I can get stealth checks from Ace and Clark. Uh, I got 18. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Where's my stealth? I don't see it. 19. 18 and 19. I'm so proud of you guys. Nicely done. So you all are able to make your way up that stairwell and you look over the deck of the ship and you can see just um, like you go to peek your head up and you have to duck it both of you back down and you peek your head up one more time. As you can see, walking away onto the full deck of the ship, meeting up with the three buccaneers and Lucius, you see this very tall, imposing form of a dragon-born buccaneer with a very, very uh, fancy hat um, and a very large scimitar uh, hanging off of their belt. Um, if I can get stealth checks from Sal, Zenta, and Kill Cannon, please. Deal check. <clears throat> okay. Uh, a ten. Ten. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, so as uh, these three bring you up, Lucius, uh, you see them uh, look over at uh, the the dragonborn and say, "Torin, seems like we've got somebody else who's uh interested in possibly joining the cause." And you see uh, Torin kind of like walk over and uh, takes a claw and kind of like lifts your chin up to kind of like look at you Hi. a little bit. Um, and as they do, they hear the footsteps creaking up the gangplank as uh, they see just the heads of uh, Zenta and Kill Cannon peek over just over the deck of the ship. Um, and you hear uh, Torin pull his finger back and snaps his fingers and says, lads, we've got company. And all three of them pull their uh, pull their swords out. And I, for the first time in our campaign, I need everybody to roll for initiative. Oh my god. That's a d20, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna your be a roll plus roll. your initiative bonus oh. as well, correct? Oh, what's my initiative bonus? Correct. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my initiative oh, is a 16. Give me two seconds. Kill Cannon at 16. Ace had 19. Clark? I got 18. 18. Perfect. Lucius? 19. Zenta? Six. <laughs> Sal Magundi? Seven. <laughs> Perfect. And then we had that and that. Wonderful. Now, as all of them turn their attention to those of you over on the gangplank that they heard, 
Those of you that they did not catch will have caught them by surprise. So for this first round, only those who weren't seen are actually going to get to act. So we are going to start uh, at uh, the highest initiative order with Ace. It is your turn first. You are... You are about uh, 30 feet away on the stairwell that leads up to the deck of the ship, uh, right outside the little uh, like <clears throat> stairwell house on the, the top of the deck of the ship. Okay. Uh, so you're just inside of it, um, peeking up over them, and they are about uh, 25 to 30 feet away from you. What would you like okay. to do? Um, so like, so because my speed is 25 feet on foot, would like it take me basically one turn to arrive at them? Yes, but uh, your movement, um, you have uh, your movement speed, and you can move that much within one turn and still do an action. If you wanted to move further than that, then okay. you would have to spend your action continuing to move. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll move towards whoever was, like, holding up the dagger, and can I, like... Uh... But can Perfect. I can I can I do it stylishly? Can I like swoop towards them because I have wings? Of course you can. Can I can I sweep and try and like just like thwack them with my quarterstaff across the head from behind? <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Uh, they did not know that you were there, so you were actually going to get to roll with advantage. But that okay. means that you're going to get to roll twice and take the higher result on the d20. Okay. So what am I? So I'm rolling a d20, and then, like, what am I... Um... Uh, it should be whatever you get to add for your quarterstaff. As a monk, uh, you're going to get to add your proficiency bonus, and then you are also going to get to add either strength or dexterity. Um, on your character sheet, under your actions, it should say for quarterstaff what you actually get to add to that d20 roll. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so difficult. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, so I'm like I'm on like I'm on like D and D Beyond. So then like, uh-huh. where do I go? Character. Okay, yeah. And so, I'm on, like I'm under actions right now, so I click on like attack. But then like it's only giving me the option of unarmed strike and talents, even though I you have an equipped quarter staff. That's why. Ah, uh, I see. Don't worry, I just did it for you. You're gonna oh, get to you. add plus five to that roll. Okay, cool. So I do it twice now. Yep, so uh, roll it twice and take the higher result. Uh, well, the first one was 19, so... <laughs> Second roll was also 19. Ooh, okay, well, keep that dice, because clearly that one's great. Uh, yeah, adding yeah. five, you're going to get to 24, which is absolutely going to hit a bumbling pirate. Yes. Uh, so go ahead and roll for some damage with your quarterstaff. Okay, so I just do the same thing. Uh, your damage for quarterstaff is going to be a d6. Unless okay. you tell me that you're using two hands before you roll, because it is a versatile weapon. If it is Time a versatile two. weapon and you hold it with two hands, you get to deal an extra a bit of damage with it. Okay, I think it is a versatile weapon. It is. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm I'm doing two hands then. So, <laughs> okay. Perfect. Okay. okay In got... the future, just make sure to tell me beforehand. Got it. Okay. I got six. <laughs> six. Perfect. <laughs> so you are going to get to add uh, three points to that. Uh, so you actually deal nine points of damage with your first hit, as that quarterstaff just slaps across the face, and you actually hear a bit of a fracture in the jaw, and it kind of like unhinges a little bit, and it looks <clears throat> a little bit off. There's a little bit of blood pouring uh, down her lip there. Um, you, oh, yeah. mm. as a monk, 
one of your special things is if you um, attack with an unarmed strike or a melee monk, monk weapon, then you actually get to spend a bonus action punching somebody. Oh, I'll do, I'll do that as well then. Why not? So, so is you that can another do D6? the whole one, two. Is that another sure. D6 then? No, it's going to be a D20 roll, so you're going to try to oh, hit okay. it. Okay, all right. Uh, so, like, it says five, but do I not add anything to that? You get to add uh, five onto that. Okay, so I guess, like, ten then. Ten. Uh, that is just not able to hit uh, with... Even with her head spinning from your first attack, if your force that smacks into her, it kind of takes a minute, and uh, she sees the fist coming. She just kind of like bats it away, kind of like stumbling around a little bit and holding on to her jaw. Okay. And with that, that is going to conclude your turn, and that is going to bring us to Clark. Hi. Okay, so there's three people in the room. Um, ben or Ace just hit. Got her name. You've got you've got three pirates and their dragonborn leader. Dragonborn leader. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to stay behind where I'm at, but I'm gonna cast um I'm gonna cast Ray of Frost again because it's been doing some good stuff for me tonight. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> So I need um, to roll. Who are you going to? Who are you going, going to cast, cast Ray of Frost on? I'm going to cast it at who Ben uh, Ace just hit. Okay. Try to finish him off. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, so I believe Ray of Frost is an attack roll. Which is yep. yeah, one d eight. Perfect. So you're going to roll it. Uh, so first you're going to roll to see if you hit with Ray of Frost because you have to aim it. Yes. And you get to add five onto this. Oh, so it's 14. 14 total? That's absolutely going to hit. Okay. So now you get to deal 1d8 cold damage. Okay, come on, do something good. Seven! Seven. As it collides with her chest and icicles kind of like burst up around, it knocks her flat out cold onto the deck of the ship and she is unconscious. My god. Double team. <laughs> oh. Do you wish to do you wish to move away from the stairwell or are you going to stay right where you are? I'll stay right where I am. Okay, perfect. So you're gonna stay hunkered down in that stairwell, kinda like shooting out from there. I'm a squishy boy. Um, the, the last person who uh kept everybody surprised is uh Sal. Uh, you are the last person who uh, still managed to stay hidden amongst all of this. So you are going to get to go. And then we'll start back at the top, uh, actually with Lucius, and work our way through the normal full turn order. So Sal, what would you like to do? You have uh, Zenta and Kill Cannon in front of you. Um, and you can just make your uh, view past them uh, to see um, all four pirates kind of surrounding Lucius. Is it safe? Can I be able to get in the water and see if there's anybody lurking underneath? Absolutely, you can. Uh, so do you want to like jump off and, and start swimming down and under to uh, get a good look around the boat? Yes, please. Perfect. So uh, you jump down in and you kind of like take a look around. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, that's going to be a wisdom perception roll. You'll roll a d20 uh, and add whatever your proficiency bonus is for perception. Uh, 16 plus 3, I got a 19. 
Ooh, wonderful. Um, as you are swimming down around um, under the boat, um, the water level uh, is still actually fairly low um, this close up uh, around the docks. It, it's deep enough to where there's still water underneath it. Um, there's not too much. Um, and as you uh, make your way down, uh, you can actually see under the water a number of discarded rotting remains of various humanoids. Um, if they look to be on the far side of the boat, um, over near where uh, the rowboat would actually pull up alongside uh, the boat to tie off. And one thing that you do note as you are swimming around down there um, is this very, very peculiar, rancid, um, almost sulfuric smell. And you, I would say that you would have enough left over that you could either end up still in the water on either side of the boat. So you can end up on the far side uh, near where the rowboat would be tied off, or you can get back to the main side where the gangplank is. I'll go back to the uh, main side where the uh, the the plank is at. Okay, so that you can start climbing back up and getting back up and around. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, so with that, that concludes the people who managed to stay hidden for this round. So now we are going to go back up to the top of initiative order. And Lucius, uh, we are actually going to go ahead and start with you at 19. Okay. Um, just for my own knowledge, uh, when they reacted, obviously, um, the captain took his uh, finger, his claw away from underneath my neck. Um, did any of the other um, people, Everett, uh, Aline, or I forget the other one's name, Norm? Norm? Norm. Uh, do anything? Am I, you know, are they like looking and posing at me? Or did they face away to look at me? No, they all turned towards uh, Zenta and Kill Cannon, uh, who spooked them on the gangplank. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they all turned and were ready to prepare, um, and then were immediately met with a vastly descending owl uh, who cracked open someone's face before getting pelted with ice magic. So, as it were, Lucius is going to take a look around, very quickly understand what's happening, and kind of you're going to see his face kind of drop, and he's going, "I don't get to look through this." And he's gonna turn and he's gonna look at whoever the um whoever the one is that threw the dagger earlier uh that one is on the ground unconscious i knocked her out oh, that's, that's, that's the <laughs> okay. one that uh ace and clark kind of like okay instead me. instead i'll look at the guy with the fancy hat oh okay and, with the dragon horn, <laughs> wonderful and i'll i'll look at, i'll like just walk kind of like walk up to him and I'll, I'll like smile and wave. And as I wave, you're going to see my hand start to morph. And all of a sudden, my hand is going to it's going to twitch a little bit. You're going to see my nails start to grow very long and a little bit more muscular as a green viscous liquid starts dripping from them. And as I wave, it's going to turn into a claw and I'm going to slash it right across the face. Primal <laughs> savagery. OK. <laughs> Go ahead and make an attack roll. 
That's nasty. Natural 19. <laughs> um, plus five, so 24 to hit. That is absolutely going to hit. And so as your dripping claw rakes across his scales, uh, you hear this yelp in pain, and you are going to deal 1d10 acid damage. Uh, that is six acid damage. <clears throat> so you rake into his chest, and this scream emits uh, as uh, this very what was previously this very polite inquisitive young man um, just morphed part of his body into this horrendous display of absolute savagery. She was not raised right. Literal savagery. <laughs> Literal savagery. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to then I'm going to bring my hand back down. It's going to turn right back to normal, and I'm and I'm going to be like, that that was more effective than I thought it would be, and that is going to be my turn. Okay, uh, Ace, that's going to bring us to you. Um, is is the uh, acid man still standing? <laughs> Yes, that is the fancy-hatted dragonborn. Okay, so um, I'm assuming I'm like I'm like kind of next to him, doing to like. Yes, yes, you are. Okay, because um, I'm assuming like I kind of just landed just past the person that I thwacked in the face, and then Curry took out with his ice blast. I'm gonna attempt to spin around, and can I like aim for his legs specifically to trip him up? Yes, you can. Uh, if you if you want to attempt to like. Uh trip him and knock him prone um mm -hmm. it's going to be the same attack roll you just wouldn't get to deal like full damage with it it would just be like i'm yeah. just going to trip you up okay i'm fine with that okay yeah. perfect okay so i do i do the d6 and then i add five basically you, uh, you do the d20 to roll okay to oh, if, if i if i hit it okay right yes okay uh i got a 13 on that uh you do get to add whatever your bonus would be i think it's five so for oh, your Oh, I can see. Okay, so eight, 18 then. That's absolutely going to hit. Uh, so you're easily able to uh, jam the quarter staff in between his legs and twist as it mm -hmm. pulls his legs out from under him and he falls prone on the ground. Okay. Now, you do still have an unarmed strike, if you okay. wish. Yeah, I'll do that um, as well. And in doing so, because your uh, target is prone on the ground and you're making a melee strike, you get to roll it at advantage. So am I rolling a d20 or a d... Or You're rolling two d20s and taking the higher. Okay. All right. I got I got a 20 on the first, so... Beautiful! <laughs> so that, is that adding, really a five, adding a five as well? Uh, you can, but you're absolutely going to hit with that. Uh, whenever you roll, uh, whenever you roll a natural twenty on the die, whenever you're making an attack roll, you get to double whatever the result is on the die, and then add your modifier. So, uh, for an unarmed strike, uh, using your fist, I believe you get to roll a d4. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're going to get to roll a d4, take whatever that result is, double it, okay. and add three. Um, Eleven. <laughs> to <go> for, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you all watch as Ace is very easily able to jab his quarterstaff in, twist it, and trip up uh, the dragonborn pirate. Um, and as he falls back onto his back, you watch as one leg kicks up from Ace and slams down into the throat. Uh, <laughs> and you hear a very loud pop from inside the necks, probably having just crushed his larynx. Cool. 
Oh, it's a little dry. <laughs> I'm a deadly bird. Y'all are violent. They are in intense pain and are making very, very not nice sounds, um, but are uh, still down on the ground uh, and prone. Clark, that brings us to you. Are they still alive? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, after just seeing what Ace did, I'm going to just go over and finish him off. Um, I'm going to run over, take my dagger, and uh, stab him in the neck. <laughs> and then take his hat away. Oh my god! Now we know why Clark wanted to do this. Okay. Um, <laughs> with getting with getting up in uh, melee range and attacking with the dagger, you are going to get to roll twice with advantage. So go ahead and roll two d20s and take the higher result for me. Okay. Uh, and then you're going to get to add whatever your modifier would be with using a dagger. Okay, so my highest roll is 18. And then what do or, I do with the dagger? Whatever you would add for your dagger, I believe it's plus three. Uh, so that's going to end up being a total of 21, uh -huh. which is oh, absolutely yeah. going to hit. Yep. Uh, and then a dagger, you get to deal 1d4 plus one damage. So go ahead and roll for some damage uh -huh. there. Three, so it's two plus one, so three. Three? Okay, perfect. Uh, you are pretty easily able to stab uh, stab in and you hear a slight gurgling sound before nothing else. And I'm going to take this pretty hat because this hat's mine now. And you're just able to grab the hat before the pool of blood continues to like spill out over and almost touch the hat. Ooh, lucky. I didn't even get to breathe fire on you. It's fine. I'm not salty about it. <laughs> it's... Fine. I'm going to turn to Ace like, like, do you like this hat? Acid trip up, stabbed to the throat. Ace, do you like this hat? Does it look good on me? Is that a pirate hat? It looks lovely. Thank you. Can't even. Might have gone a bit ham there, though. Just Is a bit. there anything left over for Zinta? Like, uh, that brings oh. us to uh, Kill Cannon. Soon. It is your turn. There are still two pirates <laughs> up on top of the deck of the ship. Wait, so there's two pirates that are not injured yet, or they're Completely just... Completely not injured. Oh. Um, well, <laughs> because I'm kind of feeling like everyone's got this covered already, and y'all are gross. Yeah. I'm just gonna Get bust out my loot and start strumming on it and trying to create a song from this, but I will use a bonus action while doing so. And I will give, because I'm interested in helping make sure that this is as epic of a battle as possible, um, I want to do a bardic inspiration on Zenta so that I can make sure she does something fabulous when it's her turn. I love it. So I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that your bardic inspiration will last for one minute. No, it's for 10 minutes. 10 minutes, even longer. So, yeah. Zenta, you now have a D6 that you can choose to use at any time to add to an attack roll or a saving throw or a skill check. Um, so, uh, at any point in the next 10 minutes, 
even after you roll, but before I tell you whether or not you succeed, you can then choose to roll the d6 and add on top of it. <laughs> so you get a little bit of a buff and a help. So with that, I am singing my song, making sure she does something fab, and I end my turn. You're welcome. Do you hear that? <laughs> sounds like I, kill singing top that? What? <laughs> I heard Never that. that song. It is an awful song. No one needs to hear it ever again. You all are awful, nasty. Don't worry, Clark. I'm never going to help you ever again. <laughs> you, know, you were the one that created that nonsense. <laughs> well, I was about to say that uh, Kill Cannon is quite the wonderful hype man, and then all of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is actually going to bring us to uh, the two pirates. Um, one of them is going to try to make a break for uh, down into the ship. Um, and in doing so is going to run past uh, Lucius, uh, Clark, and Ace. So the three of you will get what is called an attack of opportunity because they are just making a break for it and trying to run past you without caring if you're there. So all three of you can choose to make an attack roll. This can just be a normal attack. So um, uh, Lucius, you wouldn't be able to use primal savagery. You would just have to use like your quarter staff or a dagger or something to that effect. Um, so on and so forth. Uh, so we'll just go in order. So we'll start with uh, Lucius and go on down through Ace and then to Clark. So Lucius, okay. would you like to try to attack? So as they do that, I'm gonna. I'm. This is. I'm gonna assume having some like right after I I slash the guy. I'm gonna see this other um this other buccaneer um try and run by me. And in one fluid moment, I'm I'm going to take my quarterstaff off of my back and with two hands try to hit his legs. I love it. Wonderful. Are you going to try to trip them up or... Uh... Um, if at all possible, I'm looking to just kind of hit him hard. Oh, okay. You just want to like smack the bejesus out of them. Mm -hmm. His kneecaps. Um, that's a 12. A 12 is just going to hit. Oh my god. Fuse, I was thinking the same thing. Well, I rolled a one of the damage dice. Um, <laughs> that's going to be... <laughs> Three damage. Yeah, Three points of damage. Beautiful. So with just like a slight pop on the booty, uh, you manage to uh, smack them and put a, a little bit of uh, pep in their step. Uh, that's going to bring us to Ace, who is also going to get okay. an attack against them. All right. Um, I'm also going to attempt to trip up. Uh, it's it's going to be an unarmed strike, but can I just like use my wing instead? Of course you can. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I do D20 plus five, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, I got 16. That's absolutely going to hit. So go ahead okay. and roll damage. That's going to be an unarmed strike, which I believe is a D4. Plus three. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I got I six. Six points of damage? Mm-hmm. Getting close. Clark, do you want to try to stab somebody else in their throat? And pick them up? <laughs> no, I'll go for the back this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, roll d20. Uh-huh. Six. Absolutely not. Uh, you go to... <laughs> uh, <you> <laughs> I was too preoccupied with the Absolutely hat, like, not. making sure it looks good on me. You were, you were a little too distracted, and they ran by you, and you went, Oh! 
and tried to stab into their back and you just missed and whiff. Um, and they go and they go sprinting and they're starting to like do the uh, like the, the dead by daylight holding their wounds having <laughs> a little bit run um, as they go running down the stairs into the bowels of the ship um, and they disappear below deck. Uh, the other one uh, is going to try to uh, bum rush uh, Kill Cannon who is on uh, the, the side of the ship Austin. is going to try to shove him overboard. <gasps> Shit. Is it my turn? Uh, it is theirs first. Oh. So, uh, oh. Kill Cannon, that is going to be a 14. Would that happen to hit your AC? How dare it does! <gasps> You all watch as this person goes taking off uh, as everybody else is distracted by them and they bum rush Kill Cannon. He goes toppling backwards and falls back off of the ship and into the water below. And you watch this person go turn and stop and pull out their sword and they are standing toe to toe with Oh my God, fuck him up. Wait, how does this song? Huh? I said, how does this affect the song? Is it still active? You're good. You're good. He's, he's inspired you already. I would strum it away, and you feel, you feel the vibes until even after, you know, it's like that really awesome hip song. You're like, yeah, let's do this, do this, do this. So even if it's done, you're like, yes, we got this. Can I rage? Hold on. First, uh, Sal actually gets to go before you. Sal has no! seven no! <laughs> Oh, no! Sal. I, I was going to say, can I check to make sure that the musical instrument is, is perfectly fine? Of course after, you can. Of course you can. After uh, poor, poor Kilcannon uh, received that bum rush. No loot. Of course, you are. You do you dive into the water, and are you're you're still in the water. Yes. Uh, so you do you start dragging Kill Cannon out of the the water and trying to to make sure. Oh. <laughs> I have you. And, Thank you, my hero. And just like the beautiful Jason Momoa, just rising up from the ocean carrying a Kill Cannon. Oh. Samagundi says, don't worry. I gotcha, baby. I gotcha. <laughs> now is it my turn? Not to preocupes. Oh, yeah. And now it is your turn. Okay. Senta. <laughs> can I rage? Of course you can. Yes. Do, do, do. I mean, at this point, there's only one enemy that's still standing, right? Uh, well, one enemy that is standing directly in front of me, the other has disappeared into the boat. Alright, I'm going for the one right in front of me. Wonderful. Uh, so you pull out your incredibly large axe, uh, that you have to hold with two hands, and just rage and let every single bit of anger deep within you out as you go for a swing. So on, go ahead and give me a, uh, attack roll with your axe. So you're going to get to roll a d20, and I want to say you add five, but you can double check that. Yes. Beautiful. Fourteen. Fourteen? <laughs> nice. That is absolutely going to hit with your battle yes. axe. 
you're oh. building it with two hands, so you're going to get to deal 1d10. And then because you are raging, you're going to get to add plus 5 to the damage instead of just plus 3. Okay, so d10. A d10 plus 5. Roll. 14. <laughs> <laughs> Did she slice that person in half? That person turned, ripped out their scimitar, and was ready to go charging forward after dunking your ally into the water below. And with just a primal cry, your axe raises high above your head and slams into their clavicle and just cuts down in. And you can oh. see this very clear <laughs> section where body once stood <gasps> and now there is nothing but axe and blood. Mm, and as you rip your blade out from it, they tumble backwards onto the deck of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> and you thought mine was that? <laughs> Can Lynn's character giggle like she is right now? And I'm just like, and I'm just like I haven't no, I've enjoyed that too. I'm just like, and she's just like, what <laughs> I did. With that, we are going to go ahead and pull ourselves out of initiative order, but you do still have one pirate that has disappeared somewhere on the ship. Oh, I would like yeah, to I'm immediately look for a spyglass. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lucius, go ahead and give me a perception check. Um, perception? Uh -huh. That could be a 14. A 14? Um, it is actually nowhere here on the main deck of the ship. You actually have to go up to where the, uh, where the, um, Crow's Nest? The, the wheel is. Oh, no. Um, and, uh, you are able to, uh, find, um, stashed away on a little, like, side pouch that's tied, uh, up on the, the post of the wheel, you're actually able to find the spyglass. Uh, so you do actually have it. <laughs> and you're, you're just looking around and playing with it. What are the rest of you doing? Um, I'm gonna, um, swoop. Can I, like, can I, like, go up and swoop down the stairs? Of course, of course. Uh, so you swoop down in and you land at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, give me a perception check as you look around. What are the other four of you doing? Sal, gonna... we have you and Kill Cannon at the bottom of the gangplank uh, oh, with yes. a freshly watered- uh, uh, I got nine, 19. 19, perfect. I'll come right back to you in just a minute. I'm gonna follow uh, Ask. Follow Ask down. Zenta, going for you're still pirate. raging. So you're looking for that pirate. We're so we have hunting. We have Ace, Clark, and Zenta charging down into the base of the ship. Uh, Kill Cannon and Sal, what are you two doing down at the bottom of the gangplank? Uh, uh, Sal is taking care of Kill Cannon's poor, poor wounds that he he suffered from such an atrocious, uh, you know, an atrocious event there when he got bum rushed. You, you say very... wound is probably the equivalent of just like a little scratch on the eyebrow. Yes, it, it was. It was terrible. It was terrible. So, yeah, it's about my it. face, my beautiful. Face, it's just my diamond. Where's a, a scar? Uh, as I cannot even. As it is gonna look good on your face, darling. As uh, as you three, uh, Ace, Clark, and Zenta go charging downstairs. Uh, Ace, you catch the sight 
of something burning uh, and lightly on fire um, away from the back of the ship um, in a small little office room. Uh, you catch like something lit on fire. Uh, Clark and Zenta, as you two come running down, um, you two actually catch uh, the sight of the buccaneer um, hanging off the back balcony and jumping down into the water, which Sal and Kilcannon, you two actually hear the splash of the ocean coming from back behind the boat um, <laughs> as you hear that person jump in. Look over there. What does the Where? flame look like? <laughs> um, so you go to check out the flame, Ace. Okay, can I tell? Is it is it like just like a like a candle flame, or are we talking like sparks kind of flame? It looks like a type of uh, basin uh, with some type of papers that are like burnt and starting to burn. Okay, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go check out the flames. Okay, so you go check out the flames, and we'll come back to you in just one moment. Uh, Clark and Zenta. I'm gonna look. I'm going over the side after him. Okay, so you take off. She's blood hungry. I'm gonna check out the room we're in, just kind of see if I can find anything. Any. Okay, so you're gonna assist Ace with checking out that room there. Zenta, go ahead and give me an athletics check as you go charging through the boat and then just like dive off the back after him. I should say, because you are still raging and this is a strength check, you actually do get advantage on this. Oh. Okay, so if I rolled a three and I have a modifier plus three. Wait, don't answer that, that in terms of like, you accepting that. <laughs> Not the meta, but don't. <laughs> you, you do get advantage, so go ahead and roll Twice. a second time. Yeah. Please be better oh. than a three. Okay. That's a... You can also use Bardic Inspiration so right here to modify your roll further. Modify it further. So, okay, if I rolled a nine, no, sorry, a six. And what then you can do is you can roll a d6 and add into, add on top of your existing modifier a d6 to then make the roll better. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I can go ahead and roll a d6 as well. Okay. Correct. Okay, okay. Okay, so five on top of that. Nice. Beautiful. Uh, so that's going to be a 14 total. Um, you're easily able to like go charging through. Um, and you basically like launch yourself through the doorway and just like perfectly vault over that balcony and go uh, charging down. You actually end up like coming down onto him and being able to like grab him as you jump into the water and you have a, a hold of him. Uh, Sal and Kilcannon directly following the, the very uh, light splash at the back of the boat. Uh, you hear this slight cry of, and this large splash um, as Zenta comes careening out the back of the boat um, and pouncing on this individual in the water and being able to wrap them up. Look over there. Where? So whose who's turn is it to react to this? Uh, so I'll say I'll say we'll we'll hang out with you three for a minute, uh, Kilcannon and and. Uh, Salmagundi and Zenta outside of the boat. So I'm slightly, and by slightly, I mean very dramatically, trying to just be like, oh, I'm all wet. How dare this happen to my clothes? I cannot believe this. People will not believe me as a bard if I am wet. And my instrument is getting wet. I can't believe this. She got splashed me. There, there. Ugh. 
Just, I'm gonna just take some time and try and dry off and wring out my clothes because I just cannot be bothered by all this nonsense. I am sorry, guys. I am gonna watch you do your thing. I don't care what else you do, but you know what? This beauty, this amazingness needs to be coming first so y'all can just do what you need to. I have no time. That wig looks wet and tired. <laughs> I think accepted tired. Hello? Sal, Sal, what are you Excuse me? Excuse me? Do you know how much time it takes to get ready every day? Mm. No, ma'am. Mm -hmm. No, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Sal, what are you doing? I am going to uh, continue to investigate this sulfuric uh, s smell that's coming out of this water. I, I okay. think we're, we're onto something here. So you, you jump down back into and swim down and, and check everything out there. Yes. Um, and you're able to come up with uh, some bits that actually look like very leathery, almost sloughed off lizard type skin in ways. Um, and there are a few bits down there. You actually pick one thing up. Um, it looks like the entire forearm and hand of a humanoid that appears to be made entirely out of clay. So, Zinta, uh, you are able to wrap your arms around this individual and drag them out of the water onto the docks. Drag them uh, to filth. And you can look over as you see Kill Cannon wringing out his very, very wet attire. Um, what would you like to do with this individual? So is there a way to like restrain him so we can interrogate him? Yeah, I would say you can easily find some like dock rope really nearby. And uh, as you lug him up out of the water and he tries to get away, you just kind of like grab on his clothes and yank him back down and basically hog tie him up. Uh, and leave him just like sitting there on the dock. Okay. Can I can I like hold him down with my foot though? Oh, of course, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so we are going to go back over to Clark and Ace, who are checking out the inside of the boat. Um, uh, Ace, as you are looking around, go ahead and give me an investigation check. And uh, no, sorry, not Ace, Clark. I looked yeah, the wrong person. You're fine. Uh, if Clark can do so, Ace, as you are able to grab onto the papers and stamp them out and stop them from being on fire, uh, you look down and they are a number of uh, ledger entries um, detailing matters of trade between a uh, Dr. H.C., and uh, there is a name, uh, Mayor Radimer. Okay, Dr. H.C., Mayor Radimer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and it, um, each time uh, it has a date and uh, a time. Um, and then alongside it, it says like 19F. 17 m okay on each uh each date 
uh, each individual entry that you have there. Um, uh, and you haven't seen one for a couple days with the last one matching the description of uh, Jiraiya, the red Jill who had uh, gone missing and been kidnapped. Okay. Clark, what did you get on your investigation check? 18 plus 1, 19. 19. As you are checking around inside the cabins of the pirate ship, yeah. uh, you actually see uh, inside uh, one room um, lying down uh, completely unconscious a young woman uh, kind of olive type skin, short hair um, and uh, you do notice uh, the presence of a red bandana kind of matching the red jills um, sitting on a desk nearby. Okay. Can I go to her and see if I can bring her to like, talk to her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go up and you, you shake her a little bit and uh, she does kind of come to, um, but she doesn't seem to be saying anything. She just kind of stares at you for a minute. Um, these very wide eyes almost shock. Jiraiya? Is this you? Are you Jiraiya? See if she reacts you, to it. You see her kind of like take a moment. And her eyes kind of like dart around the room. And then she nods a little bit. We're here to help you. We want to get you off out of here. She kind of looks over at the, the red bandana and she grabs it. And she kind of like ties it to her arm and... She kind of gives you a nod. No, well, I'm going to take her hand and start leading her off the ship. Okay. Uh, you meet up with Ace, who's coming out of uh, the room that he was in, holding the, the burned paper. <laughs> like, I'm definitely taking Ooh. it with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and y'all make your way up onto the boat uh, as uh, Lucius is looking around uh, with his spyglass. Uh, Lucius, with your spyglass, can you go ahead and give me a perception check for me? Yeah. A natural 20, plus five. Ooh. Plus five. Oh, Michael, what are your yeah. 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 We're like on the bottom of the barrel when these come to these rolls. I'm <laughs> loving it. Dying a little bit. So, uh, as you are looking around with your spyglass, uh, you start looking out to the horizon, and then you start slowly making your way back. And far up the coast, right past where the uh, lighthouse would be, you see a small inlet in the rocks where you see a rowboat tied up at the base of a set of rough-hewn rocky steps that lead up and disappear into the cliffside. Past the lighthouse, you said? Mm-hmm. And uh, you watch as then uh, Aisk and Clark and Jariah make their way up onto the deck of the ship um, and you're able to rejoin them. Uh, and all of you slowly make your way down uh, the vessel. Around this time, uh, Salmagundi, you're able to come up from the water having investigated uh, your things, bearing your uh, clay arm, as it were. Um, and all of you uh, arise up onto the docks as you look over and uh, see the very imposing form of Zenta standing there with a hogtied, bleeding <laughs> pirate. As we come back, 
Uh, those of you uh, still on the vessel, so uh, descend down uh, to the sight of uh, Zenta standing there imposingly, uh, one foot placed firmly on uh, the back of this hogtied uh, pirate on uh, the docks of Yarmouth. Zenta. So Zenta takes her axe and kind of slams the butt down onto the docks next to his face, leans down, and slowly grabs the ears of her bunny slippers and just squeezes the excess water out of it with like a testy look on her face. <laughs> and then switches feet and does it on the other one, all while like maintaining that pressure. <laughs> You, uh, with each squeeze of bunny ear and slight more pressure applied uh, to, uh, this one is Norm, is, is the one who managed to uh, still get away. Uh, you hear this <gasps> yelp and pain from them each time uh, as your companions come walking forward. And Norm's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we were just paid, we were just paid, we were just paid to do our job. What job would that be? Hmm? We were just supposed to uphold our deal with the mayor and get... Okay, I can't call it supplies. That's rude. People. From here to the mayor's colleague. Wait. So they couldn't call it supplies, but they called it people because we would call it supplies? Well, I mean, they're people. They're okay. What was the deal? We were supposed to find subjects for someone. We would acquire them from the city. His colleagues, minions, his lizard people. Oh. Would can I can I use some sort of like persuasion skill to like try to make them be a bit more forthcoming and not have to like sort of drag out every single word? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, go ahead and roll me uh, a persuasion check. Okay. Oh God, I actually hit a nat twenty, so it'd be twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> um, he kind of he kind of stops for a minute, um, and you kind of like get down uh, on his level. And you don't remove Zinta's foot, but you kind of ease up the tension just a little bit. Um, and so that it's not like firmly pressed down on his back. And you're just like, just give it to us straight. Says that uh, for the past about two weeks, the mayor had some kind of deal worked out. Uh, with a Dr. H.C. and these lizard-type creatures. It's hard to actually call them men, given the savagery that they've displayed. Um, have been coming to the vessel after they have acquired one or two persons and have taken them back to somewhere along the coastline. Um, they never really asked questions. They just did as they were told because they got paid. Um, and occasionally they would bring back with them 
uh, a very heavy crate. Uh, he never knew uh, what was actually inside the crates. Uh, that was all a deal worked out with Torin, uh, who was responsible for that. The Dragonborn that Clark so eloquently uh, <laughs> murdered. <laughs> I got a hat. Um, it says, but, uh, but anybody who would have uh, other answers would either be the mayor himself or uh, whatever these lizard creatures are. Um, but they're the ones who come to the vessel. Um, they don't actually know where they go. Does um ooh, does anyone in the group know anything about lizard creatures in general? Because I don't know if I know anything about lizard creatures. Does anyone have like any information they can provide us? As Kilcannon says that, I would like to think that I'm making my way down the gangplank with my spyglass, still looking out like at everyone through it. I'm like. Yeah, I um, I know a lot about lizards, but I'm not so sure about lizard men. I've never seen one before, but I've heard. I would imagine they're pretty similar, right? They're... You guys see the heavily magnified eye of Lucius on the other end of the spyglass. Just, I... can I like, can I like slap on the head? Like, not right now, not right now. Stop it, stop it right now. It was still it's not cool. People think you're weird. Oh, sorry. You're really wet right now. While this is happening, can, I, can we not talk about that right now? I got wet. I understand it. My oh, clothes are ruined. Oh, you're My so survived Kill, the day. Kill, can you just go back to singing that one song? You know, the, the one that's about touch my body or something like that. I mean, I can touch the bodies if you want me to. <laughs> I love that song. It's really good. Oh, cool. okay. um, While this is happening, guys, can I? like set Dryah down somewhere to like kind of bring her to yeah yeah of course of course because i'm just holding her um, so you 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 set her down on uh one of the crates um and she's still very silent she's not uh she's not saying anything she's not um really doing all that much can i cast like a light for my hand using um, light and check her eyes and see if she's drugged. Um, sure. Go ahead and give me a medicine check. Um, which is the D twenty, and then uh huh. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, her eyes look kind of glazed over, um, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of presence there. Uh, Zinta, Ace, Sal, is there anything that uh, I, any of you three would like to do? Uh, I think I'm just going to ask what happened in the water. Well, it, it seems uh, there, there there seems to be a, a, a vast amount of corpses just mid-floating underneath the water, just beneath this boat right here. And uh, I, I also seem to have found this random forearm just floating atop the water. The funny thing is, it's it's made of clay. And uh, one other thing I, I wanted to point out is that the, the this water doesn't seem to be really natural at all. Uh, 
rather, uh, I don't know, something uh, very acidic about it. I, I can't tell if it's something like that juice that uh, Lucius might have been drinking earlier. Oh, it was the worst juice I've ever had. They, mm. Do you think they fed me dock water? Oh, my God. Uh, that... may, uh, perhaps uh, sulfuric in nature? Well, that is very peculiar. Um, and I talk to the to the guy still on the ground. I kind of like give him a little nudge with my foot. Do you know anything about that? About dock water juice? The bodies. <laughs> Can I save the bodies and then prod him with my quarter staff on his head? <laughs> I get it. Uh, I sometimes the creatures <laughs> took more than just what we gave them and needed a snack huh <laughs> I'm sorry I just love I love that disrace right there they they needed to feed so while we had to give them certain people they took more than that sometimes that's gross i well yeah and but you're okay you know, with being part of that just well i was just... when i was getting paid do you know anything about this and then i point towards the clay arm i've never actually seen that before are you fucking sure? in his face? <laughs> uh, Zenta, roll me a insight check. Eleven. Eleven. From what you can tell, he seems to be telling the truth about not knowing what is up with this random clay arm. Guys, he mentioned the mayor, and I feel like... Can I... Go on, Santa. If we act on that information, we might want to talk to Elish first. Mm -hmm. To whom, I'm sorry? Elish. The one who gave us the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, she was really nice. I liked her a lot. That one. Can I, uh... I think she's up right now. That bitch. Can I go up to the guy with my dagger in hand, kind of twirling it a little bit, wearing the hat? And kind of like get down to his level, put the dagger on the floor next to his eye as it's like there, and be like, question for you. When were the lizard men coming here next? They were supposed to be here tomorrow. Tomorrow. We were okay. supposed to get, we were supposed to do what we could to get one or two more. One or two more. What time? They usually show up well into the night, far past nightfall when it's easiest to get a boat over here without being seen. And is there any sort of signal they look for to know that they're safe to come over? Or is it guaranteed they make their evening trips on schedule all the time? We hang three lanterns off of uh, <clears throat> the water side of the boat. Do they give any sound commands? 
like a, a like some sort of an animal sound, like a we, or a whoo. We try to not. <sighs> we try to not be near them whenever we are making deliveries. Mm. We tend to uh, leave our offerings for them, and they. So you put up a lantern and scarper. Mm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Interesting. Where? Do, which directions do they normally come from or go to? The manor. The manor. We don't. We don't really see. The, well, that, and he kind of nudges with his head, and you can look up on uh, like a little bit of a hill within the city limits. Uh, you can see a uh, like a gated in uh, manor home. Mm. Very, very interesting. I definitely think we should check out the mayor, but we should talk to Elise first. But before we even do that, we need we should get Drya home. Yeah. Um, but Tell real quick, uh, but are Lucius, they dry? What did you see through the? What did Lucia see through the spyglass? We should probably find that out. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, it took a second. I I think I had it backwards for a little while there, but after I figured it out, um, it it well, it's kind of dark, so. For the most part, just a lot of darkness, and there was a lot of water. You really, even with this, I couldn't see past like the sky. It was weird where the sky meets the water. I've never seen that before. But I did see over over there. Um, after we're all done, we could like take a hike or something. Um, there's like uh some there's I saw a boat over there, a little rowboat. Um, and there were some like steps. It was like a little way past the lighthouse, but yeah, it looks really nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that might be a point of interest. Like three, three minutes ago. So, uh, yeah, that's great, Lucis. That's awesome. I'm sure it was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Good you, job, I think that, that, I, I think that you, you, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. You know, you're, you're, yeah, you're great. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You look, look like Linda Evangelista. It's, Who's that? What's Linda Evangelista? Uh, some I've kind of disease? A, I heard it in a dream. <laughs> oh. Can I also take a second to kind of look over at Shariah? Um, I assume she's just like sitting off alone at this point. Um, and I'll kind of like walk, walk over to her and kind of like kneel down on the ground and like look up at her. And I'll, I'll extend my hand out and I'll grow a lily of the valley and I'll hand it to her and I'll go, you fit me a second. She kind of just stares at the lily uh, in your hand and doesn't really move all that much. And I'll kind of just like put the flower in her hand and I'll be like, we, sh we should get her to back first before we do anything else. Or can I propose we lit up? We have a few people that are escorts. We need some people to uh, investigate this mayor sitch. So, uh, you know, maybe we, we divvy up the tasks. I mean, we shouldn't do anything that can potentially put us in harm's way, yeah. but yeah. we could split up long enough to return to Raya, and the rest of us go and talk to Elish. I and then, and then meet up at the mayor home. Yeah, I think That's a good I'll idea. I'll take Jariah with whoever wants to come with me, just because. They, I want. I kind of want to go wherever. I want to go wherever Kill goes because I want to make sure he gets a towel. He looks so. He's like a wet rat. Do you see this guy? 
Thanks for the concern. Delicious. Do not call up my fallacies. I am beautiful all the time. I look dewy oh, yeah. and gorgeous right now. Mm -hmm. No, you look really good. I just... Okay, I will suggest to kill and Lucius to come with me. Um, okay. oh. Hopefully we can find you something to dry off. And... Okay. So the rest of us go to the go to the mayor then? Yeah. yeah. So, Especially I have the... You know I, mean? I should probably mention I found a piece of paper on that boat. Oh. And... <clears throat> Uh, it was it was it was trying to be set on fire, but I stopped it with my bird wings. Um, my feathers are okay. Don't worry about it. Um, essentially, it documents each person that's been taken, I believe, including Jariah's name at the bottom, which was the most recent. Got it. Well, that's proof okay. enough. Let's, uh, so, you know what, actually, you know what? I am done with this wet nonsense. I am going to cast prestidigitation on myself to clean out all of the water from my clothing because I am tired of looking like a wet log. <laughs> Is that a spell you have? <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, you all watch as with a strum of his fingers and this slight musical tone in the air, uh, the water just evaporates out of uh, Kilcannon's clothing and he looks quite remarkably well. How pristine. Totally beautiful, guys. Totally beautiful. You look great. You look great. You did that was really good. I like that. What's this? Stop that! <laughs> what, Sal? What? <laughs> what? I cannot. So now oh, just doing his random things, you know, whoops, things just randomly come out of his mouth. <laughs> hey, the aesthetics matter. Y'all think we'll, you'll, you'll thank me later. You will thank me later. I'm sure the we will. Aesthetics I'm, matter. I'm sure we will. This will be a great So song. we have, we have Clark, Kill Cannon, and Lucius going to drop off to Raya. And we have Ace, Zenta, and Salmagundi going to check in with uh, Elige before everybody meets back at the mayor's house. Is that correct? Do I have that right? Mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so we will start with uh, Aisk, Zenta, and Sal um, first. Uh, Zenta easily grabbing up uh, Norm from uh, the docks and full-on fireman carrying over one shoulder like it is absolutely nothing. Um, as uh, you three uh, calmly walk through uh, the door of Dockers and just drop him onto a bar table and the entire rowdiness of the bar just goes silent. <gasps> and all eyes turn to the three of you as you drop this individual down in front of you. Can I just be making eye contact with absolutely everyone in the room? Because I'm really confused as to why they're looking at us. Can I turn around and just, like, glare at everyone? Like, clearly, like, fuck off. Like, this does not concern you. Look over there! As you give the most death glare of death glares, uh... You hear uh, a liege pipe up from around the corner of the bar walking forward. She just goes, all right, everyone else, Amscray, make yourselves not known. 
and everybody just kind of goes back to what they were doing very quickly um, and makes a very wide uh, berth around uh, you all and kind of like leaves you all be. Um, and she kind of like gestures with her head uh, upstairs um, and kind of like helps lead you all to uh, the private room that you had met in before, um, where you very, very easily are able to kind of like manhandle and shove Norm uh, into one of the uh, uh, seats in the booth. And Alicia's kind of like looks over at him and he kind of like gives her this really cold look and he kind of like bits up a bit of blood in her face and she just kind of like smirks, wipes it off of her cheek and then pretty easily just grabs onto the back of his head, slams it down onto the table and he's just out cold. And she's like, I was really hoping he would do that. I want Zinta to look at her approvingly. <laughs> Uh, Alicia's kind of like snaps her, her fingers a bit and like very deftly uh, James, the grung uh, bartender, jumps down and has like a little uh, uh, plate of, of drinks at the ready. He's like, I figured you would want some and starts unloading them onto the, the table and he kind of like hops away. Um, and Alicia's like, so clearly I hired the right people for this job. Clearly. Um, Zinta just kind of uh, grabs one of the drinks in front of her, downs a bit of it, and then says, turns out it was the clinch job. That I can see. I'm glad our suspicions proved correct. Were you um, able to find more concrete evidence of this? Ace, show her the paper that you found. Okay. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I, just, I just, I just hold it up, but I'm like too far away for her to even like slightly read it. I'm just like, I'm just doing that. And I just reach across and like snap, snatch it out of his hands, and then just slide <laughs> it to her. Uh, she kind of just like chuckles a little bit, and she takes it and she reads it over. She's like, Radimer. I always knew there was something odd about him, but mm. I never thought it went this far. Hmm. Who's that? He's the mayor. Oh. I, hmm. This is disconcerting. Is there anything strange going with the mayor at the moment, or is well, everything, it, does everything seem normal? He hasn't actually taken public counsel with anybody for maybe close to a month now. Is that normal? Absolutely not, but I mean, he's the mayor and he's rich. They are that way. Um, we've been made aware that they're doing another one of these kidnappings, or at least collections tomorrow night. Oh. At the, at the same boat. Um, along with that, um, the signal that they use is three lanterns on the on the dock side of the boat, oh. and, uh, and no noises. People... No, no noises. No other signals. Anything like that. Just okay. the lanterns. Well, we can help provide you with any supplies you might need. Um, I can scrounge around. I can talk to some of the the folks in the marketplace. See what we can get. Um, okay. But, I assume that if we 
intend to do anything with the mayor, that's going to be a bit of a delicate situation. Well, the most I can say is just don't get caught. Elise <laughs> just kind of chokes on her drink for a second. As we didn't do that. She's like, I, uh, we been new. I, I mean, Zenta can take a back seat on the on the sneaking part. It's okay. Are your other companions all right? Uh, they've gone to take care of other matters. Um, we found a friend of ours on the boat, and they've gone to go take care of her for the time being. Oh, um, I'm glad that you were able to find her and make sure that everything was okay. Um, well, uh, I can see what I can do about some of the local guards and uh, the local volunteer militia to make themselves less known around the mayor's house to at least get you as close to it as possible. I don't know who's keeping watch inside the gates, but I figure I can leave that up to you all. Okay. Well, thank you for your help. Of course, of course. Uh, come find me tomorrow. I will do what I can to make sure that I have supplies for you all. Just give us a, feel free to meet me back here tomorrow and give me a list of supplies that you think you might need for whatever these creatures are that are coming tomorrow night. Okay. And we'll see what we can do. Hmm. Uh, you don't so, about lizard people? She, she goes to the stand up, she goes, I beg your pardon? So do you have any insight into lizard people? Apparently we're not well versed. Just, just like, like lizard people in general? What, what type of lizard people are we talking about here? Any information you feel like you can share? Um, well, there's there's quite a few different kinds. Is it like is there any particular insights that you have to them? Any that would be maybe native to this region? Are there any rumors of them showing up in this area by people at the evenings? Wow, it's amazing how you can cast your voice that far. Ah, then call him out. Um, she, she looks over, she goes, well, I'm not sure. I know that there are lizard folk on the islands to some of the islands to the southeast of us. Um, but that's mainly in pirate and brigand territory. Um, I don't know of any around these northern and eastern coastlines. There are the more cave-dwelling uh, troglodytes that look akin to bipedal lizard folk, if it were. Um, but I haven't seen any this far down before. Um, as you say that, um, am I sitting next to Zenta? I can just assume I am. Yeah, yeah, y'all are all kind of sitting in the booth. I'm going to do that, uh, the thing where I'm like, I'm going to just put my entire wing over her and stick my head under and pretend that I'm being inconspicuous and whisper, are we going to talk about the lighthouse or nah and i'm just gonna whip <laughs> or like actually no i'll keep i'll keep the wing on i'll wait for a response actually i'll just do that <laughs> i assume that would be worth mentioning take it away 
<laughs> I like I like whip the wing off with like probably like too much speed, so it causes like a gust of wind, which kind of like hits everyone in the room. I'd be like, oh, I whip my wing back, back and forth. <laughs> oh, but a um, beautiful wind swept air <laughs> for a bit. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, we also <laughs> seem to discover a, a lighthouse further down the coast. It seems to have a rowboat tied up. We believe it could have come from the ship that we were infiltrating. Do you know anything um, about that? You, you said the, the lighthouse at the end of the docks? Well, the <laughs> well, the the lighthouse at the end is where I regularly stay. Um, but there's no real cave or, or cliffside entrances uh, off of the beach side right out in front of the lighthouse. Okay, I understand. Was I, was I remembering correctly? No, can I say that to Zenta? <laughs> was that correct? Am I okay? There was more than one lighthouse, was there? I don't think so. That's, didn't what, that's not what Lucius said. Then again... <laughs> Lucius, why did you turn fake on me? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Alicia's kind of stands up and says, is there, there anything else that I can help you all with tonight? <sighs> I don't think so. I'll, uh, I'll go see to the local militia and the guard and see if they can make their presence not known uh, near near the, the mayor's home for you all. Okay. Uh, good luck with whatever you find. Be careful. He is rich and he is powerful. He is the mayor. Mm. So just be mindful. Mm. Um, and she kind of takes her leave. Um, and you all are able to gather yourselves and start to make your way towards the mayor's home. Did she uh, take the clinch jaw with her? Or is he just... <laughs> oh, she does. I was gonna say she as she as she stands up, she just kind of like grabs on to the the back of the uh, the coat that he's wearing and just kind of like crudely mm. drags him out of the booth. Um, and you can see her uh, call down to uh, uh, to some of the the militiamen down who were very clearly off duty and were just drinking up a storm. Um, and she pretty quickly uh, calls on them, and they'd kind of like give the kind of ugh. And she just kind of like stomps her foot and looks down at them and they immediately kind of like perk up and like run up the stairs and kind of like help drag him out. Um, and so you all are able to uh, start making your way towards the mayor's home. Uh, Lucius, Kilcannon, and Clark, uh, you all are uh, helping escort Jariah um, back to uh, the Red Jills and you get about um, a block away and uh, you uh, hear uh, Z kind of like cry out as she comes running up to you and she sees you, Clark, and uh, uh, dry there. She just goes, You found her? You found her? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Z, we, we found her. She is a little dazed right now, but let's get her inside and see if we can, uh, you know. Oh my gosh. She comes like, she goes like charging back and she grabs on to Jariah's hand and she comes goes pulling her towards uh, the uh, Red Jill's hideout and she does the, it takes her like two tries to get the, the rhythmic knock correct because she's just so flustered and so excited. Um, and finally she makes it out and somebody like 
peeks through and the door, instead of like cautiously opening, swings wide open and they usher all of you inside. Um, and eventually you all arrive in the, the main room and Euphemia is just there with her hand over her mouth, just amazed, uh, looking over and she just goes, Jariah? Y'all did it? Oh my God. She runs over and gives her the biggest hug and just holds onto her face. She's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, I'm here. I'm here, I'm here, it's, it's done, it's fine, I'm here. It's okay. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so, so much. I can't, I thought I lost her. Thank you. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> no worries, young no, young person. We are here and Kilkin is here to provide all of the heroic duties necessary because you know what? I am a hero in the making and you will one day, everyone will know Kilkinnon's name. But we are just here to help you in this moment of need because you know what? We are saviors of the day. So you're welcome. I'm going to you kind of praise. I am waiting. push Kill away. Like, about that. That's good, Kill. Ignore him. He was in the water swimming around for some reason. Don't get it. Anyways, it, it took a little sulfuric acid to his brain. I want you guys to promise me that <laughs> from here on bit. out, until we can get things situated, stay away from the docks, especially at night. Of course, of course. And go, do Thank not go you. near the clenched jaws. Or, or the, the mayor. Or that house, or that manor in the cliffs that Lucius saw. Just stay away or from the juicy juice at the uh, dockers. There's a lot that we're. I mean, unless you're a big fan of lizards, I mean, I would just stay away. Uh, you see, um, you actually hear one of the 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 younger Regils, probably about fourteen. Um, she actually kind of like perks up and she goes, "Did did you say lizards? Did they did they look like this?" And she kind of grabs a, a piece of parchment and she's made like a little charcoal drawing. And she holds up uh, this picture, uh, and it's a rough-hewn picture of a long rowboat, uh, maybe like a little longer than it probably should be. Um, and this kind of like rough-hewn picture of this very gnarled and hunched over uh, like lizard creature man. Um, and she's got like little stink lines over the top of it. Um, and there's like a big bag uh, sitting in the back of the boat. She's like, "Did it? Do Do you mean like these guys? May I May I see that? Um, can we do like some sort of? Um, gosh, what kind of a check would that be? Like, um, like some sort of knowledge check to see if like with this rough hewn drawing, if there's any way I can identify like what type of lizard it might be. Yeah, I'm gonna say, give me a uh, give me a nature. Or a history check, um, whichever of those would be better for you. Yeah, can I also do them as well? <laughs> yeah, of course. I roll one. <laughs> I roll a 17. I rolled a natural 
so, and I look at it and I'm like, hmm. Hold on. Hmm. I, I feel like I know this character or this 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 motif really nicely. Um, I really feel like though I don't want to upstage my compatriots here because you know what? I feel like I'm stealing the stage way too often. So you know what? I'm gonna let them. Maybe you know. You guys can answer. I mean, I already know the answer. I just want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, Kill cannon. Uh, go brush your wet hair. Uh, no, my hair is not wet. I used presentation. I am now dry as a bone. Lucius, I, I an unnatural twenty. An unnatural twenty. So we have seventeen to twenty and a one. Um. So kill cannon is you are looking it over. Um. You actually watch as uh Clark and Lucius move your finger. That's going. Hmm, this is really interesting. From the bag at the back of the boat to the actual lizard person. We're looking at drawings. this right here, not <laughs> like the boat, this, not this the boat. One. This that lizard one. person. That one. I, see, I, I was just testing you guys. I'm just so glad you guys already knew what to look for. I mean, you know, it just, I just You're knew so it was good. obvious from the very get-go. I mean, and, I just knew it was obvious. I didn't want to be that person who was like, oh, look at this thing back here. It's just like, you know, carry on. Okay. Really good at carry on. Carry on. And Clark, you look it over. Uh, and you do as well, Lucius. And Lucius, you catch it first um, because you've actually recognized some of these creatures now that you see like a rough hewn physical drawing of it. Um, and uh, when you say the name Troglodyte, uh, it spurs uh, horror stories that you, Clark, have heard. Um, you've you've heard you've heard tales of these um, cannibalistic uh, lizard humanoid type creatures uh, that live deep in um, uh, sea caves uh, that are uh, said to bear a incredibly unnatural stench that uh, is said to be one of the warning signs of them, um, and they are. Um, naturally willing to be more subservient um, to uh, better be able to feed. Um, so provided that they are well fed with people, uh, they will often act as um, servants for other nefarious entities. Wait, so Lucius, I, did you say troglodyte? Yeah, there are troglodytes. Um, they're they kind of, I, I would assume, just based off of this, and I, I'm no expert, but I would assume that they're probably feeding them so they do something. Because there were a few of them, there was a colony I used to know, we, we gave them some food once, and they cleared out a whole area for us once in the woods over there. Wait, and it, what did you feed them? Oh, just meat. Just meat. It was... <laughs> Okay, because, I mean, I've heard stories from my grandmother, and, like, I mean, they eat people. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I just, we just gave them meat. Okay. We had some leftover from well, one I'm of gonna our friends. I'm going to keep a closer eye on you, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they... they <laughs> what I'm saying... Uh, I don't know. I don't know I about that. I get what you're saying. I smell what you're stepping I, in. I, uh... <laughs> I think... I think that they might they might be nearby. Uh, we know exactly where they are. The manor where the boat's tied up. I love when Wes breaks. <laughs> Wait, though. 
the manor. Remember? Oh, the boat was tied at the manor. <gasps> Spyglass. No, I saw. I saw. I saw. No, that was somewhere else. That that boat I saw. It was a little past the lighthouse. Remember? It was a little yeah, bit past the lighthouse. I remember now. Yeah. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> That boat. Yeah, that's where that was. Over there. I assume that little rowboat I saw with the spyglass is probably over there. Where I would bet that they're probably there. coming from, but I don't know. I've never seen one use a boat before. Well, I've never seen a boat before, so I don't even know. You were on one today. Right um, before today. I mean, before, yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's fine, but <laughs> so precious. Is it okay if we take <sighs> this drawing? Um. So she's like, yeah, I've got ones of stuff that I've drawn all over the place. That You can take that one. Okay, thank you. I'm going to roll it up. Put it in my coat. Um, Euphemia uh, is, like, it, during this time, has, like, ushered Jariah into the kitchen. Um, says, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of her tonight. Um, thank you all so, so much. Uh... We'll, we'll do what we can to to keep the girls off of the streets for now. Um, that would be wise. There's no, no, no pickpocketing. No. Um, Z, c can you please grab what we've got today? Um, and Z's like, well, I know, but we were gonna. She's like, stop. That wasn't a question. Go. And Z kind of goes off into another room, and she comes back, and she's got a coin purse. Um, and she hands it to Euphemia. Uh, and uh, Euphemia uh, grabs it and starts counting I'm gonna out. I'm going to stop her. Let's be like, listen, you guys need the money more. Use this for now to buy the things you need instead of pickpocketing and stealing. Euphemia just kind of nods her head slowly. She goes, thank you. And I'm going to turn to Z and like, can I have my dagger back? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now that I think about it, it's probably not a good idea. Zee just kind of uh, looks over. She's like, but it was like really cool. Euphemia <laughs> just goes, Z, you have almost stabbed almost all of your sisters. Hand it back to him. Thank you. She's like, fine. And remember, if stay inside. In town, if you're still going to be in town later, can you show me how to use it at some point? I will 100% show you anytime. Okay, deal. Um, and with that, you three are able to make your way out. And eventually you all meet up uh, outside of uh, of the mayor's home. Uh, Ace, I'll say that uh, you'll have been able to easily kind of like do a flyover. Give me a perception check real quick. As you kind of spot out a spot to uh, kind of like take a look over this very, very creepy manor okay. home. Oh, natural 20, so 23. Yeah. I'm so... Y'all are wow, our dice are treating so well tonight. <laughs> it's the gemstones. I just want a one. A one. Oh, except for him. It's not doing him any good. Everyone's doing really good. So, Ace, uh, as you are uh, able to do a flyover, um, everything on the grounds, as you kind of like do a flyover over top, everything seems eerily quiet and you can almost make out these slightly inhuman whales it sounds like it sounds like oh. just like a like a, a a noise on the wind um at first you think um but it every once in a while there's just like almost inhuman groan and wail of sadness 
kind of like emerge from somewhere down far below inside the house. And as you look around on uh, the manor grounds, uh, the front half, although a little bit more like overgrown and not well taken care of over this last month, it still looks relatively okay. But as you kind of continue <laughs> to make your flyover on the back of uh, the, the manor grounds, Ace, you can see a lot of the greenery has died away. Um, and there is uh, just like vast bits of overgrowth. And it almost looks like part of the house is rotting away on the backside. And you can see scrambling over all of these surfaces in and out of the house through broken windows. Uh, you can see large swarms of rats just pouring over all around this house. <laughs> Can they like, my people just dilate when they see the rats. <laughs> Come on, all you can eat buffet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, so Ace, you uh, touch back down and around the time that you touch back down uh, is when, um, uh, when Lucius, Clark, and Kilcannon are rejoining Zinta and Sal. Um, and you're able okay. to fill everybody in. With my hat! With my hat! Okay, uh, should I do that? Um, the manor seems to be pretty quiet for the most part. Um, as I flew around the back though, it seems wildly dilapidated, I saw it. Although for some reason there was like, there was a buffet in one of the rooms? I don't really know what that was about. Um, buffet. Completely destroyed room with a buffet in it. Um, Consisting of like rats. I don't know if you guys are into that. I'm into that. I like rats a lot. Um, but yeah, other than that, <laughs> nothing else really going on. Okay, yeah, guys, well, uh, how did it go to Party. Oh, yeah, we returned with Jiraiya. She's in good hands with um, the Red Jills. But how did it go to Leash? Uh, try sum up. Basically, um, she was relatively surprised about the information about the the dead bodies in the clay hand. She has no idea what that's about. Um, she has no idea about the lizard men. Um, she was mostly just happy to take the person that we imprisoned. Can I see the clay hand and investigate it more? Yeah, go ahead and give me an investigation check as you look over the clay arm. 19. Arms and... and what, what investigation or insight? Wait. Oh. So it's 20 with the plus 20. 20. Uh, so a dirty 20. As you are looking over uh, the forearm. Uh, I say dirty 20 because it's not natural. Oh, okay. Can... <laughs> I was like, it's <laughs> 20. <laughs> yes, it's filthy. It's dirty. Right. 20. How's it going? So nasty. So, as you roll a 20, uh, <laughs> oh. yeah. so. So, as you roll a 20 total, um, looking over the arm, um, it actually appears to have more detailing than you were anticipating. Um, like, you can actually make out, uh, like, well-designed knuckles in it. Um, and uh, what look like fingertips 
uh, and uh, fingernails and like like all of it seems to be very well designed. It just seems to be like cut at the the forearm, like where the elbow would be. And as you're looking it over, it looks like it could be a person's arm, but from where it is cut at the elbow, you can kind of see that it's all made out of clay. Interesting. Um, is it possible for me to sense if there's any like magic attributes to it? Um, you there is a spell detect magic, which I do not. Oh, know I don't have that. Have. I don't think I have that. No, okay. Right. Wow, this hand's really well made. Uh, but it's out of clay. Um, and it has fingerprints. Mm hmm. Which is interesting. And yeah, here's your here's your hand back. Anybody have anything for that? Then you're muted. Maybe it wasn't always clay. What do you mean? What else would it have been? Well, I mean... Mud? Well, considering it was found with an enormous pile of other dead bodies, maybe it was regular hand? You know, just like standard default hand. Now it's a clay hand. I don't... What? Um... <laughs> Or maybe all this detail. you're the magic boys. You tell me. I'm just a bird. Um. Okay. Well. But eating way too many rats right now. I'm sorry. Like that is a lot of rats you just ate. I've eaten one rat today. I just saw a lot of rats earlier. Didn't eat. Hey, them how yet. long can you stay like that? Like what? Like that? Like what? Like. Never mind. Never mind. Anyways, we're getting off track. Um, could I, uh, could I shape some water to engulf this clay arm into some water and then use uh, Clark's freezing capabilities to freeze it over? That way we can crack it and see if maybe there might be something underneath this clay forearm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get it. Dan is like, what? 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so do I swish and flick? Yeah, you swish, Clark flicks, and I roll a dice. No, I, I'm just kind of about this. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> Come on, odd creative uses of some things. I'll use my so, cantrip uh, shape water to pull water from the uh, sulfuric depths of this uh, water. So y'all y'all encapsulate the arm um, and then uh, freeze it over, and I do you kind of like crack it against something? Uh, uh, yes, we we I use um, Kill Cannon's uh, musical instrument to no, crack it. No, no, the instrument. It is a gorgeous elf instrument that helps evoke my heart. We have Zenta <laughs> here with the cracking open this arm. <laughs> Zenta has an that. axe. Come on now, Zenta, may you please smash this shit? An axe seems a little heavy-handed. Why don't I just thump it with my fists? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, girl. Uh, so, Lane, go ahead and give me a strength check. Oh, you're gonna make me roll for it. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. <sighs> That's with the D twenty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
And then I add, okay, hold on, <laughs> 11. <laughs> 11. Uh, easy enough, you kind of grab onto it, and uh, you kind of, like, press down on both sides, and you hear this very loud crack as it snaps in half. And when it when it does, and you kind of, like, pull it up on either side, you can actually see embedded through the clay a human bone. <gasps> can I just immediately drop it? It's bones. <laughs> it's bones. Can I just <laughs> Did we need to freeze it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, uh, no, it's cool. And I'm taking this down for a song. <laughs> of us smashing a frozen clay. Frozen of the evil vile creature encrusted in clay. And inside was the ratty remains of bone and sinew. Mm-hmm. That's Amori. As you all... As you all hear, as you all are discussing this and have this oh, minor no. freak out moment of the bone, you hear that very, all of you now are able to hear it, that very loud wail utter from the bowels of the manor home. Um, you're outside of the gates at this point. Um, and you hear what sounds like the terrified screech of uh, rats. Some guttural crunching, um, and then one of the rat swarms goes to make its way out of, like, crawls up and out of one of the, uh, uh, one of the, the windows and out into the, the front lawn and just disperses. Um, can I swoop towards the rat swarm and pick up one in each hand, and then just come back to the party just holding them, and then I just kind of, like, just snacking on the rats? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Can I suggest everyone? Um, we should probably check that out. Um, but is the gate locked? Did anyone even check the gate? I mean, do we have to? I mean, that's like kind of gross in there. I don't. Kill. Think about this. Think of all the stories that you can write. I mean, songs the rats about just left in there. I checked the gate. I mean. <laughs> is he going to be eating rats the entire time? That's his main like, food source. You, Trust me, I got you. You'll get used to it. You'll get used. Can you to check it. the the gate, Lucius. Add it to your story. As you are checking it out, you can actually look down along the ground and crawling up the base of the the gate and on some of the bars along the front entrance. There is large, large amounts of rust and calcification growing up along it um and you see like large patches of like almost deadened earth underneath it um and you can kind of like follow that deadened earth path um up into the grounds where it almost starts to snake out like veins and grow up the sides of the house is this good well uh you first lucius and I shove him towards the, the gate. gate open? <laughs> as, as he shoves you towards the gate, you're easily able to, like, whoa, and, like, the, you hear a slight pop as the gates pop open, <laughs> and you spill out onto the the courtyard of the manor home. <laughs> All right. Um, wait, I guess the door's over there, right? Let's... We should... Uh, ask this say that there was a hole in the back of the house. Let's probably go that way and not alert anyone to the front. Yeah, come on, guys. We'll be late here. for the buffet. 
Is okay. this someone's house? It's the mayor's house, remember? You... Do you want to try knocking? I mean... Guys, I mean, not to be oblique, but it's kind of painfully obvious. Something's weird is going on here. Are we sure we want to go in? I'm going to walk up to the door and just knock. To the 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 doorway of the manor home. Yep. Um, as you give like three very solid knocks, on the third you actually hear the splintering of wood and the entire front door kind of collapses inward into the manor home, and this large pile of dust just erupts from it. Well, we're going in, yeah. boys and girls. <laughs> we and you. Uh, Clark, as you look inside the manor home, you can see um, there are large portions of the floor that are just covered in half-eaten rats and rotting food. There are large quantities of the walls that have these very large teeth marks in them, almost like somebody tried to just take a bite of the wall itself. Um, and everything along the ground and along the walls and along the paintings seems to have this element of decay and rot and mold to it. Before I enter, I like, from the doorway, can I just kind of investigate the room from where I can see? Perception check? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, so 13. 13. Uh, you can hear that inhuman wailing and this very light shuffling coming from the far right corner of the house from where you're at. Okay, I'm going to turn to everybody. So guys, there's definitely something amiss here. So be on no. guard. Ace, did you come in here before? Because these are a lot of rats. He eats them in one bite. I have not partaken of the rats. Well, I did I did partake of the rats outside. Those don't right count. I still haven't. This one doesn't count. It was outside. I'm talking about the ones inside. All right. Well, I'm going to step inside. Uh, guys, do we have to? Those so gross again. There's I'm going to step back outside, grab Kill by the shoulders from behind him, and push him in with me. <laughs> I mean, so we have, no, no. We have Kill Cannon. Why? We have Kill Cannon and Clark entering the house. Do the rest of you follow suit? Oh. Can I? Can I swoop over their heads? Like just kind of, kind of keep uh, top, like kind of like floating over them, kind of like maintaining. Well, just like like they're kind of like slowly like edging in, but I just go whoosh, and then just like land maybe like four feet in front of them inside the mountain. Yeah, sure. So we have a scout front, uh, um, and also does anybody have like weapons or anything at the ready? Well, I'm, I'm grossed out enough that I actually have my rapier out because I am just like. I've got my staff. Very <laughs> not okay with this rat situation. It's okay, Kill. I'll protect you from the rats. No, you can't. They're gross everywhere. He eats them. He eats them. I That's mean, protecting you. Uh, Zinta, Lucius, and Sal? 
Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of shrug and follow them in. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't currently and have the weapons to the ready. I just, I just am a little bit. I've got my my fists clenched. Okay. Zenta, a, light, a little bit uncomfortable. I've got in. my quarter stuff, and now I have two two of my daggers up my side, just so everyone knows. As we come in, I'll, I assume there's a little bit of space between the three of us that are now entering and Kill and Clark and Ace. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, like, just keep keeping uh, pace with Zenta. I'll be like, Zenta, I was thinking about it. Do you think they were trying to kidnap me? <laughs> 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 I don't know how to react. Oh, sweet baby. Um, Zinta just kind of slowly pats him on the shoulder and says, "Maybe, but they didn't. So that's what's important." This, this is kind of like awkwardly trying to be like, "They're side. there." They're there. They're there. They're but, like, there. but with like only like two fingers. Like she doesn't really want to touch him. She doesn't really know like how to properly comfort him. So it's just kind of like <laughs> a, like a. That's a good point. You're right. I uh, just I, don't, I seem nice. Sal, what are what are you doing as you all are making your way inside? So as we make our way inside, I was going to grab my dagger to mm-hmm. be at the be at the ready, and then I was going to investigate the uh, fish tank over in the corner of the manor. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a investigation check as you do so. With pleasure. It's on a d20, right? Mm-hmm. But what, what'd you get there, Sal? Uh, uh, a natural <laughs> one plus a one. <laughs> oh, wow, the lowest roll of the day. It's oh, a fish tank. A beautiful. So as you all are making your way in, and Lucius and uh, Zenta are um, discussing whether or not he absolutely 100% was almost kidnapped um, and used as bait, uh, you kind of like catch the eye of uh, the fish tank over in the corner. Um, and you go to investigate it while everybody else is, you know, continuing forward in perfect horror movie fashion. Um, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and, uh, Sal, as you walk over, you can see the actual tank itself um, had what kind of caught your eye and, and what made you want to go check it out is there's a very, very large um, hole in the front of the tank and just a little bit of water is still like slowly trickling out of the front of it. Um, almost recently from what you can see, cause it's still kind of steadily, slightly pouring out of the front of this, this hole there. Um, and you can see next to the tank, uh, the discarded remnants of a few fish that I guess were fished out of the tank and were eaten. As you do so, um, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. Escalando. Oh, no. Uh, so it, should, it should be one of your saving throws um, on your character sheet. 
Um, and it'll just be a d20 roll, and you'll add whatever your, that modifier is. Okay. Oh, no, sorry, this is just for Sal. Oh, it's for Sal. Okay. Oh. okay. Yeah, this okay. is just for Sal. Oh, okay, let's see here. Ooh. That's a deadly fish tank. <laughs> About this. The piranhas come out and eviscerate yeah. everybody in sight. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was for. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're really that in is... character. So, so explain this <laughs> to me uh, one more time. Not a problem. So you're going to make a constitution saving throw. So on your character sheet, uh, mm -hmm. you are going to see right underneath your main list of skills up top there, the first small box on the left is going to be saving throw modifiers. And you're okay. going to have one that says constitution or con. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. So go ahead and roll a d20 and add whatever that modifier is there. Gotcha. If you're on D&D Beyond, you can just click constitution and then it just rolls a d20 and adds it for you. Okay, so five plus two. Oh, that's so seven. cool. Oh, no. I love it. As you're <laughs> looking over these discarded remnants of fish, you feel like the faintest bit of almost like an insect bite on your neck, and you have to, like, go to, to slap it away. And it keeps happening, then on your cheek, then on your arms, and the buzzing sound is getting louder and louder as more and more of these small vermin insects continue to bite over top of you. Um, and you are going to take four points of piercing damage. Oh my god, is this the first damage of the game? As more and more of these insects go over top of you, and they almost start swarming out of this doorway that's in front of you. And you, have to, and you have to look up, and you can see inside the next room the incredibly swollen form of this humanoid whose body is just completely engulfed. Yeah in large bulbous amounts of fat their jaw distended with razor sharp teeth lining the top and the bottom and their eyes completely sunken in um and they still have some semblance of uh humanoid hair up top um and they are just clawing their way through this room towards you making that inhuman whale as this shroud of vermin and insects just encompasses them. I need everybody to roll for initiative. <gasps> Love that. <laughs> I mean, look over there. Oh, he looked over there. He saw a snack. So I add what modifier to this? It's your initiative modifier. Uh, 17. 16. 21. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. Uh, I'm so really 22. liking my... I'm really liking my... Oh, God, you got above me. Look at that. <laughs> I will... First, you got a natural 20, <laughs> which makes it what? 21. 21, I'm sorry. And Sal Magundi? Man. Sal, what was your initiative? Uh, 11. 11? Perfect. God dang it. Time for battle! <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... For everybody else's purposes, for
for those that are also following along in the Discord, in the uh, Daddies and uh, Drag Queens portion, uh, we are actually going to be posting the picture of what is actually coming after. Ooh! <laughs> oh my Lanta! So, prepare yourselves as to what is actually coming after Salmagundi. So, no, <laughs> no, no, you all look, Sal, you look I'm gonna go throw up. Large, hulking, bulbous humanoid lets out a guttural sound and comes charging out of this room across the floor towards you. We are going to start things off with uh, Aisk and Lucius. Uh, At the top of the you. You, uh, you five <laughs> all hear that guttural moan and you hear the like slight cries of pain and uh, like slapping against uh, skin as uh, as uh, Thamagundi is uh, swarmed by these insects and vermin. So we hear, we hear moaning, pain, and coming from the other room. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Okay. Just like any proper Friday night. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, I I will uh, hear this. Um, do I notice that, is it Sal that made a cry in pain? Do I recognize the voice? Yes. Uh, Yes, you you hear you hear Sal's voice cry out. Hey! I'll instantly, because <laughs> uh, naturally walking on uh, the front balls of my feet, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. the tip of the walker, instantly spring back and start uh, going back in that direction to round the corner. Okay. Um, and do I see? I know that. I assume that he's in a room, and then past that room is where this thing is coming. Yes, so as you round the corner there, you see Sal in front of the doorway, um, and you hear the shuffling sounds coming from the open doorway that he's standing in front of. Uh, you can't see what's coming towards him, um, but you see that swarm of like flying and biting insects starting to surround him. And I have no more movement. It took everything to get to where I am right now. You still have about 10 feet, so you can get right up next to Sal if you want. I would like to get right up um, next to Sal, and <laughs> do I, uh, how far at least I, can I get, do I have to be right next to him to see past the door? Uh, yes, you would. Okay, then I will, I will do just that. Okay. And I will, um, I see this thing in it now. How far away is it? Um, it is about 10 feet away from each of you, past the doorway. So there's bugs around us and this thing. Yes. Okay. I am going to see this, see everything surrounding us, and then you're going to see me uh, reach up, kind of move a few things um, with that where, like, I have, like, a cloak on and a robe, and I kind of, like, shuffle through, and I pull out what looks to be an, a necklace um, with what looks like mistletoe around it and an elven rune scratched into it. Mm. And I hold it and cast um, a ray from my hand and light kind of shimmers around in a cube, um, kind of like dust falling from the air as I cast fairy fire. Ooh, wonderful. Uh, and I believe that is a dexterity saving throw, correct? It is, yes. Uh, well, it is a big hulking honking chunker <laughs> of a boy. So let's see if it can 
does a 17 save. That does save, yes. Great. Um, as, uh, as this spark of light erupts into that room and tries to like settle over top of it, uh, you watch as too much of the swarm kind of uh, get caught in it, and it doesn't. It isn't able to fully cling onto the body of this humanoid itself. Um, do any of the insects or anything get? Um... Uh, as they do, it doesn't appear to like really take full hold. Um, so it looks like this isn't like a natural swarm of insects right. and things that is uh, surrounding it. Gotcha. And that is my turn. Okay. A. I'm going to make a similar movement, but I'm going to be swooping. So I'm just like, um, round the corner, I'm going to, I think I'm trying to get within just out of five feet of Sal. And I'm going to attempt to, like, as I, like, come up, I'm going to attempt to, like, I'm going to see, like, the swarm of flies. And I'm going to beat my wings as hard as I can to blow them off him. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and give a athletics check. Oops, I didn't actually roll it. Uh, 18. 18? Okay, perfect. Um, so with that, what I will say is um, anybody in your immediate vicinity, um, whenever they have to make a constitution saving throw at the start of their turn, they will get to do so at advantage, as you are able to lightly disperse the swarm that is directly around you guys. Cool. Very nice. Uh, and My hero. And uh, I'll say that that is your action for the turn. You do still have a bonus action if you would like, but I don't know. It's not within actual melee range of you to make No, I'm good. I'll, I'll leave uh, it. <laughs> um, so that is actually going to bring us to Kill Cannon. So I sweep into the room, um, and I see this gross, disgusting thing that makes me like... But uh, what I do do, though, is I cast Minor Illusion just behind it. A very, very loud, resonant sound that I'm trying to use to distract it because I just want it to not be looking at me anymore. So it's a loud, look over there! Where? <laughs> um, and it is, and it is... Jeff Goldblum's voice that says "where" at the end of it. So just just being very very. <laughs> What's a Jeff Goldblum? That, that does happen. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is a very fancy bard. We'll get to him later. <laughs> he pops up in chapter three. Uh, uh, no, so so I do cast a, a minor illusion though to create a loud like sound to for the purposes of distraction. Perfect. Uh, with that, Kilcannon, if you will give me a charisma deception check. A charisma deception check. I can do yep. that. Uh, that is a 15. Because it's a 10 plus 5. 10 plus 5. Perfect. Uh, so you uh, make this incredibly large uh, sound. And uh, you see its body slowly starting to uh, rotate towards that sound. And then before I end my turn, because again, I am always looking to make an epic moment out of a very significant story. I want the person I don't want them to know I actually enjoy them immensely. I'm going to give Bardic Inspiration to Zenta yet again. Uh, I want her to have 
that epic moments because again, it makes a great story. Perfect, perfect. So Zenta, one time in the next 10 minutes again, you can roll a d6 and add it to a attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check. And you may do so after you roll the dice and see the results, but before I tell you whether it's good or not. Okay. Anything else for you, Kill Cannon? That will end my turn. All right, that brings us to Clark. Okay, I'm going to run into the room. Has any damage been given to the thing? No. Okay, so I'm going to... Can I make it to Sal? You can. I'm going to run to Sal. Let me see what I have. And... I'm just gonna I'm gonna cast cure wounds on him just to get him fully filled up from battle. Perfect. Uh, so that's going to be a D8, and you're going to get to I believe add your charisma modifier to it because you are a sorcerer. Mm -hmm. Seven. Seven plus three, I think. Yeah. So ten. So. Sal, you are uh, fully healed up. You watch as all of those spots where the insects were starting to bite away at you are starting to welt up and starting to uh, look very, very uh, not good. Um, and uh, Clark uh, rounds the corner in the room and kind of like pulls you a little bit away from the door and you watch this glowing radiant energy start to pour over top of you um, as the, the welts start to subside um, and you are healed. <gasps> wow. And then it's magic. I will end my turn there. And Sal, that brings us to you. Sal, since you have started your turn still within the swarm, albeit slightly dispersed by uh, Ace, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw, but you're going to get to make it at advantage. So you're going to roll twice and take the higher result. And but it's a constitution saving right? throw, right? Correct. So make sure you're always adding your constitution into that uh, d20 roll. Okay. So the first roll was a six. That's with the the, the dice plus mm -hmm. plus two. The second roll total is a three. <laughs> <laughs> you take four more points of piercing damage as more and more of the insects pour over top of you. Oh my god! Um, Help! How much health is Mac? <laughs> well, now he's back and down to six. The rest of you watch as when the insects bite into uh, Sal and you uh, kind of like see the winces and cries of pain, you actually watch as the creature's body slowly starts to turn back towards Sal again. Wait, wait. <laughs> like it's <laughs> A minor illusion successful saving throw should at least last. It should at least last a round of combat to allow for. It might be a special ability of the monster to go after its prey. Ooh, got him! What's gonna help? I throw back to the monster and says, "Get out of here!" Somewhere, it's still your turn. Oh, okay. Oh, kill. It did. It worked so <laughs> wonderfully. It yeah. did. 
until the... And then Sal got bit by more monsters. Well, another <laughs> constitution. No, no. So now it's just your turn. So it's oh. whatever you would like to do. Oh. Uh, <laughs> get out of there. I, I need to get out of here as quickly as possible since nobody's going to help. I need to do this all myself. I, I, I broke you with wind, okay? I healed you. Yeah, for goodness sake. <laughs> it's his turn. No, but like, but extricating yourself makes a ton of sense, so. <laughs> so what would you like to do? I, I need to make a mad dash to another room, any room, but this one, wherever this uh, fish tank is. Okay, uh, so you uh, just pour away and go scrambling out of the room into the main hallway. Um, you can spend your action um, trying to attack it on your, like, use some type of ranged attack on your way out, or you can spend your whole action, like, running. I am going to run. Just run for fear. Run uh, so Sal books it. Uh, you can uh, choose to run deeper into the house, um, or there is a rather rickety-looking and fairly well-rotted-away um, staircase that leads up to a second floor. I am going to take the rotted-away staircase to the second floor. I, I love it. I am much safer there. Ladies and gentlemen, they never run out of the house. They always run up the I stairs. I know! <laughs> <laughs> Stacey Cooper is in her grave saying, don't do it, you are You're in the house! Oh my god. Uh, wow, so you, what a moment. So you uh, make, it, make your way um, up the stairs. Um, as you make it onto the second floor landing, you can actually, um, you almost trip over uh, a few bodies of uh, the mayor's uh, guards and attendants who all look like they have had various bites taken out of them. Look over there! You looked at it. <laughs> and that is going to bring us to uh, the creature. <gasps> As uh, <laughs> as it, it goes as it goes to move forward, you can actually hear the buzzing of the swarm increase, and it goes, it goes to take a step forward uh -huh. and it stops. And you watch as bits of the swarm are actually like swiping away at the air where Sal was, and with Sal no longer there. You watch as the creature turns back around towards the sound that was emitted behind it, and it goes to take a few steps, and you watch it trying to, like, grab at the air, and you watch the swarm starting to surround the front side of it, and it's trying to go after whatever sound uh, Kill Cannon made, given that it doesn't have its prey within its uh, radius anymore. Yes. Uh, so it turns its back to you guys. And uh, that is going to bring us to You're welcome. Zenta. Zenta. Do your thing, Zenta! Um, I love how she, she's just yeah, seen yeah. Sal run in there and then run up the stairs. I know. <laughs> <just> like, okay. <laughs> All right. Freaking do this. Okay. Pulling out my battle axe, guys. Um. 
I am going to start off with rage. Like we're just doing it. We're going full. Perfect. Uh, so you rage, and you're able to, with your movement, get to the door to the room that it is in, um, but you would have to spend your action finishing closing the distance. Or if you had something that you could uh, throw or shoot, you could does do so. our girl have a javelin? Yes, yeah, she does. Oh! Ooh! Uh, throw that javelin. <laughs> I I love the image of this large, six-foot-tall, gray, half-orc, like, Olympian woman just charging through this house. Shearing her enemy oh, with her javelin over javelin. and over and over. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be an Olympic-level throw. Beautiful. So go ahead, and give me, go ahead and give me an attack roll with your javelin. Okay. So again, walk me through the dice. I mean, it's, it's uh, a d20 throw, right? So you're going to get to add five to whatever you roll on a d20. Okay, hold on. I'm writing this down. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, can ha you have bardic inspiration, though, so if you want to use that, remember, you can add your d6 to it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So go ahead and roll a d6 and add that to whatever you rolled. Come on, baby. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, so that puts us at 11. 11? That still hits it. Ooh. It's a big honker. <laughs> so it's not it's not terribly difficult to hit. Big chungus. Um, so go ahead and roll damage for your javelin. Your javelin is a d6. Um, and because it is a strength-based thrown weapon, you are still going to get to add your plus two from your rage. So you're going to get to add five to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, six. And then what was the, the addition? You add five. Eleven. Eleven. Um, so you throw it and it lands roughly where the base of its neck should be if it had a neck and just a constant mound of flesh that was pouring over top of itself. Um, and even as it lands, you hear like it not fully go in all the way that it should, especially with the strength of the throw that you had. So it, it, sinks, it sinks in and it just like kind of stops a bit. And you hear this like... Boop. Uh, so it didn't seem to find as much purchase as you thought it should. That does finish your turn, because you had your movement, your bonus action for raging, and then you full-on Olympian javelin through. <laughs> uh, that is going to bring us back to uh, Lucius, I believe, started us off? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lucius, at the start of your turn, uh, it still has not hit uh, Ace's turn yet, who is uh, beating away the swarm. So I need you to give me a constitution saving throw at advantage, please. Okay, constitution. Mm-hmm. That's a 14. 
14, that is fine. Uh, you are able to stave off the worst of the, the bites and the scratches from uh, the vermin swarm. So you do not take any damage. Yes. Um, and I... I'm uncertain what to do. I will see that... First, um, paint me another word picture. Um, the Is there a, a door that is on the hinges or was it like just an open archway no it's just like an open archway almost like what would lead into almost like a, a kitchen so i can't just like jimmy jam this no i'm sorry <laughs> um, i'm sorry a I jimmy will... jam is a head-on locker stun and a pal stun well, afterwards yeah <laughs> very clear that, that is a jimmy jam and to be very very clear if there was jimmy and or jam in this house he's probably already eaten it <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will, <laughs> you'll see Lucius kind of hesitate. Um, he'll look to the room and see the way that those bugs really came at, um, Sal mm -hmm. and could see the damage that they were doing. Um, but also sees the fact that we could also be in very good danger if we let this thing go. Um, and he is going to he's going to hesitate and then you're going to see him kind of snarl and you're going to hear a low guttural growl actually escape his lips as he runs in and is going to leap on this thing um and i'm going to cast primal savagery and before where you had seen his hand change he grips on with both his hands and you would have seen his mouth kind of contort as his as his teeth form into fangs dripping with acid and he's going to start shredding into this thing. That's nasty. Who is this bitch? Who is this bitch? Excuse me. Go ahead and give me an attack roll, please. <laughs> That's going to be a 19. That is absolutely going to hit. Go ahead and roll for some damage. Ooh, max damage. That's 10 acid damage. Oh. Uh. El Gaspo. Um... As you bite into it with your jaws, which first of all, that's really gross. Um, but as your uh, acid dripping fangs begin to rip into the side of this creature, you can watch as the enormous amount of flesh, even as more and more of it sloughs away from the bites and the acid, um, it's it too is not finding that same purchase that you expected it to find. Um, and it, like, you do hear those inhuman wails of pain and misery, uh, but they do not seem to be as affected as you expected it. Okay. And having realized that, um, how much movement would it have taken me to jump on this thing? Uh, about 10 feet. I'm going to realize that my instincts are going to kick in and I'm going to push off of this thing to get away from it. Okay. Are you going to like move the full way back? Yes. Um, as you do, um, it is going to whip its head around and try to grab onto you and take a bite out of you. Oh. As <laughs> Good old attacks of opportunity. Come on now. <laughs> that would be a natural 20. Oh, no. Guys, it was really nice knowing you. <laughs> Bye. Okay, it's not that bad. 
Okay. You take seven points of piercing damage total. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, you can now get a better look at this creature that now that you're <clears throat> far up close. Its eyes are completely sunken in and almost look like they have stitching across them, holding them shut. Um, and its mouth slow, like very rapidly distends and clamps down on your shoulder and rakes across as you go pulling away from it. Um, and when it does, you can actually watch the spots where its eyes should be that are completely sewn shut almost grow wider even though no eyes are there and are now like completely locked on and almost tracking you as you continue to back away from it. I will very, I will, I will struggle to do this, but I will try my best not to let any noise escape my mouth as it bites my life away. Um, <laughs> and I will use the rest of my movement 20 feet to run as far as I can from this thing. Okay. So you were able to get uh, 10 feet to the, the doorway and then 10 feet out of the room that y'all were in before, back towards the entryway. I can get an angle on this thing to get out of line of sight, I will do so. Perfect. That's gonna bring us to Ace. Okay. Uh, Ace, you'll still have the benefit that you provided for the party for your turn as well. Um, okay. So I will ask you for a constitution saving throw at advantage. Okay, all right. <laughs> So like, how many things am I allowed to do? Because I specifically want to like, say I wanted to like throw something and then do an attack. Like, can I do one of those things? Um, we'll come to that in a minute after your Constitution saving throw. Oh, I see. Okay, wait. All right. Uh, I got a nineteen on the first. No, and... then you're good. Okay, Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what were you? What were you wanting to to do? Uh, so I just ask and then you'll just tell me if it's okay. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I was wanting to throw a dart at like, are there any kind of like light bulbs around, like behind it? Not, not really. Were there like glass windows anywhere? I'm not, not in the room that it's in. There are in the room that you're in. Okay. Um, could I, could I throw a dart at the glass window and then go to like attack? This, because I'm assuming the javelin's still like embedded in its back. It, it, can, I, can, can I then go and attempt to like punch the javelin further into it? Um, I would say you would be able to do one of those things, uh, but not both. Because I would say that like using okay. the dart so, would be it's facing me right now, back. right? Correct. It's face. It's facing me. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw a dart at the window that's like furthest from everyone and like out of harm's way. I'm gonna throw a dart at the window to make a noise. Okay. So you uh, pull a dart out and you chuck it into the the window and the glass shatters. Um, as it does, you see the spots where its eyes would be have not left tracking uh, Lucius. Okay. <laughs> okay. Am I allowed to do anything else now? Or am I like, is that done? Um, that that would be your action. You still have your movement and a bonus action if you would like. <clears throat> okay, well I'm gonna like um I'm gonna get out the path between between uh 
Lucius and, and the monster. I'm going to get out of the way of it. If I'm not already out of the way, then I'm going to move Okay, so you're going to back up a little bit so that you're not... Yeah, just like... Yeah, I'm not because it's going to be running after him, so I want to get out of the way of like the direction it's going to be running in. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, Kill Cannon, that's going to bring us to you. Um, mildly disturbed by everything I'm watching, and I would like I'm also kind of grossed out by everything there that's happening. So, um. I would like to try and actually make this thing go to sleep um, because I am just so grossed out by the idea of, of it like doing all of this gross nastiness. I'm like, just go, go to bed, dear. Maybe some okay. sleep will be good for you. So I, it's, it's an area of effect. So like in theory, would it also involve like some creatures immediately around it from the point of origination. Um, yeah, so, so you'd be able to put it in a spot where like it could affect it and not you guys. Exactly, exactly. So that's my intention is to create a moment where it would be only hitting any vermin, but really and truly on it, on the creature itself. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, I believe sleep is you roll a certain amount of dice and then as long as the hit points are under it. Uh, Yes, let me just read through um, what the actual requirements are. Super takes damage. We start with the creature that takes the points. Wait, where is the save? Is it saving throw or is it? It is not. So what you all you have to do is you have to roll all of the the dice that it asks for. In sleep, I'm, I believe I'm, I'm looking for them and I'm not seeing what it is though. No problem. Um, Let me double check for you. Yeah, can you check for me actually? Because I'm like looking through this and I'm not seeing a clear. Oh, 5d8s. 5d8. I, I apologize. No, you're fine. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So what you'll do is you'll roll 5d8 and then um, the total hit points remaining of uh, anything within that vicinity are going to be subtracted from that. And if, as long as that number hits that much, then they are going to go to sleep. Okay. And they just go to sleep. Four, four, seven. So I need two more. So eight, 15 so far. 15 so far. 15, 23, 25, 25. 25? Yeah. Uh, so. And five rolls of D8. You uh, you strum your lute and uh, this uh, musical echo pours into the room past you, um, almost creating this rippling effect uh, across it and across the swarm. And you watch it take one step forward and collapse face first down on the ground. Money! Oh my god. That's right, god. Good for Leap. So good. Leap. He's currently unconscious. Leap now. Have done any damage to the creature like, so no. far? Like, I don't How, really it, uh, but... That being said, uh, Kill Cannon, you did start your turn uh, within its radius of vermin, so I do need you to make me a constitution saving throw real quick. Of course I can. Uh, wait, let me point to 220 again. Where is it? 
Oh, there it is. Okay. So, uh, 12 plus 2, 14. You are perfectly fine. You are not affected by this swarm. <laughs> uh, you do still have your movement, if you wish. I mean, I'm grossed out by everything, so I'm 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 not gonna leave the room per se because I'm invested in like watching it sort of like be in its sleepy sleepy time. But I'm gonna like try and probably back up into the back of the room as much as possible because I am in thoroughly grossed out by all that I'm watching. I mean, it's if that's not painful can... by now, y'all are blind as bats. So, and you can actually see as you back up to where uh, where Ace Kid uh, backed up to be out of line of fire, as it were, um, where it was going to go run after uh, uh, Lucius, uh, you can actually see yourself actually separated from the swarm that surrounds it, uh, so that you would not be affected by the swarm next turn. And that is going to bring us to uh, Sal. Sal, you are upstairs, having fled terrified uh, from this thing. Dying. What would you like to do? Uh, I am going to reconnect with Clark and see how they're doing. So you kind of call down from the balcony? Yes. Okay. Clark? Yoo-hoo! Well, Yoo yes, Sal? It's, uh, it's asleep, but uh, not out of the woods yet. Hmm. That's good to hear. Uh, while you are upstairs, go ahead and give me a perception check. Oh, no. <laughs> Natural four plus three, seven. Gorgeous. Um... You're still a little too shaken uh, from the experience. You still haven't quite got your bearings right. Um, and at this point, it's still pretty dark out and it's dark inside the manor itself. So it's hard to kind of make out details and things beyond, oh, look, there's a rotting body. That's a half-eaten rat. That's a rat that's eating a half-eaten rat. Okay, this is a lot. Um, so you're still kind of trying to get your bearings and not get too overwhelmed by all of this. Uh, deep breath. That is going to bring us to uh, Clark. All right. So, question. Is this like a um, Overwatch Ana effect? Like it's asleep. If we attack it, it wakes up, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> do you know do you know the sleep spell or how no, it works I don't. as Clark? Um Then you would not know. Oh I would not know. Would okay. Not. So as Clark, I'm going to uh, however you have started within its radius, so I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Which is a D twenty plus wait, I got the points for Plus your con save, yes. Which you're proficient in, I think. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I find? Where's that yeah. number? Uh, right below your stats on the left side. <gasps> Plus four, sixteen. That's plenty fine. You are okay. okay. It's your turn. All right, so I'm going to take my full movement back to where I'm assuming Ace and, and Killer now. 
Perfect. So you're you're out of the swarm, still in the room, staring down at the sleeping creature. Yep. And I am going to point my finger at the creature. My eyes are going to turn glowing purple, um, something that they haven't seen before yet. And I'm going to cast Toll of the Dead at the creature, who has been damaged already, so it's going to take a little more extra damage. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to say it is traditionally it has what type of saving throw does it have to make? I think it's a wisdom. Wisdom. So. Perfect. Um, since it is unconscious, I would say that uh, it would make that at disadvantage because it wouldn't be able to like properly mentally fight back against that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really sad that I rolled at disadvantage because I rolled a 17 and a 2. Uh, so it had its first potato roll of the evening. It was great. <laughs> so what does uh, that mean? It absolutely fails. So oh, you're going to okay. get to do a d12 of necrotic damage to it. Which is this one, right? It's the big honker. Okay. I'm going to hit this creature one more time. I'm going to be really upset. 11. <laughs> 11. Uh, you all hear this resounding bell gong. Boom over top of uh over top of the creature and uh you watch as this like inhuman black ichor starts to pour out from uh like its ears and the wound along the back um and uh where lucius had bit it before um and it just kind of like writhes in pain it is still on the ground prone um, but it has taken a significant amount of damage with that. That girl. Uh, that is going to bring Damn. us to uh, it. Um, <laughs> it is incredibly slow, so it has to spend its movement uh, getting up, and then it's able to get to the actual... Uh, uh, it has to get to the actual doorway where all of you are. Um, and um, it isn't quite going to be able to make the distance to uh, get an attack at you all. Um, but as it moves into uh, that doorway there, its swarm begins to expand again. Um, and it almost gets to where uh, Kill Cannon. Clark and uh, Ace are at the back of the room, but it like it gets right up to you guys and doesn't fully encompass you. Zenta, it's your turn. I mean, at this point, am I still raging? Yes, you are, because you have attacked it. The point, uh, the clauses for uh, raging are uh, going to be that if you attack or if you are attacked. It doesn't necessarily have to be successful attack. Um, And so you did still attack the creature on your turn last turn. So you are still maintaining your rage. Okay. All right. Um, Am I close enough to use any melee weapons at this point? Yes, you are. It's like right up to you. It had to spend its whole turn getting up to you with its movement um, because it had to like right itself from the ground. Um, using a good portion of its movement and wasn't able to get all the way up to you and still attack you. Because it can just take bites. Time for the battle axe, guys. Battle axe! Yeah! Yes. Get it. Bring out the battle axe! All right. 
Yeah. I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing it with both hands. Running it down furiously. Running down things. Am I in the swarm? Like, do I need to do a constitution check as well? You do. Uh, we'll handle that in just a minute. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. All right. I, um, I'm, I'm going for its head with my battle axe. So what? Roll, roll. Yeah, go, go ahead and roll, roll, roll the d20. And you get to add five to that, I believe. It's an eight. Eight total? Yep. Um, as the battle axe collides with its body, you expect it to find purchase and uh, like pierce into the incredibly bulbous flesh um but it almost has this like rubbery quality where you hit um and the whole creature just like undulates from the blow of the battle axe undulates. and it doesn't actually find any it's okay power. it's okay you're just finding the right angles you're just gonna find the right angles by which to take that battle axe and <laughs> slice it down in the middle and find them we gotcha we gotcha or is that just officially the end of my turn um, so you are, you had, you were dual, or you were wielding one weapon with two hands. You weren't like dual wielding weapons. Um, I can go over some of that with you later if that's something that you're interested in. Um, that falls under what bonus actions? Yes, uh, that would be a, a bonus action there. Um, but you are not currently dual wielding, so you can't use that bonus action. You can move if you would like, uh, but then it would try to get a, um, after you. I'll just end there. Okay. Um, I will need you to go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Something decent. Oh, now she gets a 24. Now! <laughs> well, that is definitely enough to protect yourself from the swarm. Uh, that is going to go ahead and uh, bring us back to uh, Lucius. Um, you are like right inside the entryway looking into the room and it still like has full eyes towards you um do i make my save huh uh it's you're not within the swarm you and the oh, other three are all outside of the swarm uh the only person okay. who is currently enveloped within it it still is zenta okay um let me check one thing i'm so sorry that's okay. Uh, Am so, I currently between him and the creature? Yes, you're kind of blockading the doorway. It can't get past you. Creature. Um, I'm going to look down at what's now, I assume, a mangled shoulder. Um, just like chunks of flesh probably missing. My my robe is probably bloodstained at this point. Um, Very and, much so to again reach up and I'm going to put my hand over it and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Wonderful. Go ahead and give me a d8 and you'll get to add your Wisdom modifier as a Druid. Ooh. Um, so that's a 6 plus 3, so 9. Um, there you go! I'm looking good again, guys. She did it! She I didn't die! Wonderful. Uh, anything else for you? Or are you going to stay kind of where you are right inside the entryway? 
I'm going to back up towards the um to get to the entry the other entryway to the room if that makes sense towards where the door or the stairs are and stuff like that. That that's where you are. Okay. Right now I will I will stay there. Beautiful. Uh Ace, that's going to bring us over to you, sir. Muted. Thanks. Can I <laughs> can I get a description of what the floor block are they like just like floorboards right just like yeah okay how like if i look in between them are they kind of like is there like like darkness below them or is it just like solid floor uh it's just pretty much solid floor okay okay and is it facing me right now uh yes okay. and there is a there's a zenta in between you two okay um am i able to to like swoop around both of them and try and get behind it. Um, it then, is right in attack. the doorway. There is no oh. room to get oh, Okay. Alright. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to um, use my boomerang. <laughs> I'm going to use my boomerang, and try, boomerang? And, and try and... Yeah, I have a boomerang. <laughs> I love this. I'm going to hit it in the head with my boomerang. <laughs> Do I have to duck? Is we'll see. Room? Is it? I feel like it's taller than you, is it? Or is it not? It's huge. Yeah. I mean, well, if we're talking about a normal-sized doorway, I'm six, like six foot two. Like, I'm probably <laughs> capping out at the top there. Boomerang's curve. Boomerang's curve. Ace, go ahead and roll oh, for an attack God. with your boomerang. So I'm doing, like, a, a 20 plus, a d20 plus the, plus the thing. Yes. Okay, right. We have a 17. 17, that's absolutely going to hit it in the side of the head. Okay. Go ahead and Uh, roll for some damage. Okay, and that's 1d4 plus 3, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Six in total. Ooh. Uh, As the boomerang collides with the side of its head, you see that kind of, like, undulation from it. It does seem to, like, actually, like, hit it and cock its head to the side a bit, and it seems to do... A little bit of damage, but not as much as you were anticipating. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, do I have, like, any movement left or anything? Uh, you haven't done any of your movements. So okay. You're... How much space is between it and the, like, ceiling? Um, maybe a couple feet. Would say can, probably I, like... can I try and swoop behind it? it it's, like... like, right inside the doorway. So like my thing. wings, my wings probably wouldn't even like fit in no. the eye anyway. Okay, I'm gonna try and I'm I'm gonna like jump back, like if there's any space behind me, and then jump back like ten feet. Uh, you can jump uh, over into the entryway next to uh, Lucius. So like uh, so like so it's in front of me. Can I jump back? Basically, uh, you Clark can and Cannon are all up against a wall. Right now. Oh, You're okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, wall. I'm gonna jump into the entryway, then get out of its way. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Also, uh, did, did I, did I catch the boomerang after? I... <laughs> no. Uh, it only oh. comes back to you if you miss. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. Because you know, then it does the full. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, like just like, it just hits the side of the head yeah. and like, kind of clatters to the ground. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that is going to bring us to Kill Cannon. Okay, so I don't want to meditate the hell out of this, but I want to make a very pointed question. Um, of course. So in my mind, at least, I am appreciating the gravity of the situation. 
and how disgusting all this is. Mm-hmm. And I am a relatively athletic bard. Like I, I can like you use some acrobatics to like dance around easily. Mm-hmm. I really want to kind of throw it off its game and including like all these vermin that are clearly just like sort of dancing around around it. Because in my mind, I want to use Earth Tremor, but I want to protect my team from like having to deal with the idea of Earth Tremor. So is there a way in which I could get to myself because there's a 10 foot radius for Earth Tremor where it doesn't affect the teammates if I roll a successful acrobatics where I could like position myself to get an Earth Tremor off for my action? And and I mean, if if you're not okay with that, like that's totally fine. I just wanted to like ask that just to be blatant about, you know, both like in character, but at the same time, like doing something productive. No, I would, I would say go for it. Um, I would just say if like, if you don't hit a certain thing, uh, you like, I was gonna say, you'll still cast earth tremor. It just may also catch Zinta in the, the radius, but if you get fine. Great. Totally go ahead and give me so a, uh, you're be acrobatics great. check. <laughs> acrobatics check? Okay, cool. Okay, right. so you're, you're a heavy girl, is, a little earthquake. You're acrobatics <laughs> is a 14, because I had a 10 plus 4. 14? I'd say that's perfectly fine. You're okay. able to um, kind of like vault yourself over to the far corner, um, and um, as you kind of like land down in the, the corner of the room, um, and the, earth, uh, the tremor goes off, yeah. Um, it's able to just catch uh, just the, the large uh, creature in it and not Zentac. Um, I'm also hoping it like, catches like a bulk of the vermin as well. So like there's some elements of maybe fewer vermin able to create this like area of effect kind of nonsense. Like, it's almost like the, the vermin are supernatural and not actually there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. It's okay. All it's right. okay. So I do, I do need to then wait. So in terms of Earth Tremor itself, um, what do I need to roll to see if it would affect the creature believe, at all? I believe it has to make a saving throw. Okay. It does. It has to make a, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and roll for it. If it survives it, that's fine. It's no. fine. I rolled a natural one. (laughs) (laughs) So you you get to deal 1d6 bludgeoning damage, and it's going to fall prone again. (laughs) Is it falling on its face or on its back? I would would say that it would, like, fall on its, like, back. So roll five. Isn't that where the spear is sticking out? Yes. So it's going to take five points of damage. Uh, and Kilkata, go ahead and roll me another d6 for that. Two. Two. Uh, so as it falls back, the spear kind of impales a little bit more. Um, and, uh, it is flat on its back and everything between you and it and around it, uh, is now difficult terrain, which makes it, uh, half speed movement through. Uh, from the tremor that you raised up. Beautiful. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> That's actually really effective. <laughs> I like that a lot. 
that is going to bring us uh, actually to Clark. Oh. And need to go to the loo. I'll be back in a second. You're fine. You're fine. Carry on. Okay. Um, I have a question. I have defeat spell sniper. Is that something I can use? Like, how do I use that? Uh, so spell sniper, the way it works is uh, you ignore, I believe, half cover. And uh, I believe it's half cover and three quarters cover, or maybe it's just half cover. Uh, whenever you are casting a spell at somebody. Um, so that if they were like peeking up and around, you can still like kind of like super aim at them with it. So it's just something I can do from afar. Okay. Yeah. All right, well. It's something that works in conjunction with your other spells. So like when you cast Ray of Frost, it would ignore cover that a creature may be using to hide itself and give it additional armor. Or, and I believe it allows you to cast things at a further range. All right. Well, but it just works in conjunction with I your hate spells. to be a one trick pony, but I'm going to. Go follow Ace and and, and um, Lucius to the door where they're at, and I'm going to again. My eyes are going to glow purple, and I'm going to cast Toll the Dead again. Toll the Dead on it, perfect. Um, it is awake at this point, so it's just going to be a standard uh, Wisdom saving throw. Yeah. And that one is going to be a uh, a 15, which I believe is going to save against you. No. Okay. So uh, so it will not take any damage from Toll the Dead. Got it. Uh, that is going to bring us to uh, Sal Magundi. Uh, you are uh, upstairs on the balcony. Uh, you just heard the sound of a tremor erupt downstairs uh, mm -hmm. and shake the foundation of the house. Um, what would you like to do? I would like to make a mad dash back down the dilapidated set of stairs and uh, find where this source of the noise is coming from you uh you're able to spend your movement getting down the stairs and getting to right up alongside uh lucius and ace and clark and uh you can look over and see um bits of the ground have kind of like pulled up and erupted up um surrounding the creature uh flat on its back with uh, zenta standing above it okay May I ask, uh, Zinta, how Zinta, uh, how you are uh, holding up through through all of this? Mental health checks on Thanks for joining us. It's not just about right here. It's about here. On a scale from one to ten, where would you rate pain? Oh my God! Look at what is going on. Uh, I come you, bearing help. You do still have an action if you would like, Sal. May I uh, inflict wounds? Uh, inflict wounds is a touch spell, uh, and you would have to be right up on it. Uh, you wouldn't have okay. enough movement to do that, but you could do a ranged spell at it. Gotcha. Ranged spell to death. I was going to say, I believe you have a couple different options. Um... <laughs> Uh, you would have access to uh, Sacred Flame. Yes. Uh, so it would have to uh, make a Dexterity saving throw. Um, it rolled a two, which is fitting because it's flat on its butt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. 
You're welcome. So, uh, You're welcome. Flame deals one uh, d eight radiant damage. We're held in suspense. Mm-hmm. What was the damage? One d eight. Did Did you roll? Hello. A four. Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch as uh, bits of the, the bottom, like, overly, like, postulated legs start to, like, burn away with holy fire. Um, and uh, you hear it kind of, like, crying out in pain as, like, the holy light begins to, like, continue to pour up its legs and up its uh, uh, abdomen. Burn. Come on, holy light. Come on, holy light. Work for us, mama. Yes. Uh, it is its turn, um, with the, uh, difficult terrain and with, uh, it being prone. It basically can only stand up and, uh, attempt to take a bite out of, uh, Zenta. It can't try to move past her. Um, so it is going to do that, Zenta. I'm sorry, Zenta. You're some part of the big so you're fine. <laughs> Does a 12 hit your AC? Uh, what am I looking at? Uh, AC is going armor to be right. Anything above a 12 will take you. Uh, so if my armor class is 14. You are good. Uh, as it goes to take a bite at you, you grab onto both ends of your uh, great axe and shove it into the, the jowls of this creature and hold it at bay. And you can watch its mouth continuing to try to like distend around it to get past it. Um, and it cannot. Uh, that is going to bring us to you, Zinta. Uh, at the start of it, because you are still within uh, the radius of the creature, I will need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Oh crap, math. 23. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) Zenta actually flexes and the insect immediately (laughs) off of her muscles. (laughs) Uh, And now it is your turn to do as you wish. You are still raging. I mean, is it a big deal that my my axe is still currently in its mouth or can I like shove it back a bit and, and attack it? Yeah, you can do that. You can like kind of like shove it, grab, and go to attack okay. down. All right, so I'm gonna attack with the battle axe again, but this time one-handed. One-handed, okay. Okay. All right, so additional roll to see if I hit, which is a nine. Do I add anything to that one? I can't remember. You add five to whatever you rolled. So fourteen. Fourteen. That does hit. Okay. So go ahead and uh, roll for some damage. Which, if it's one-handed, that's not a D10, right? It's that's a, a D8. D8. But okay. you are still going to get to add five to it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Because you are still raping. Okay. Uh, eight. 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 Eight.
and it goes to bite into you. You grab onto its neck with one of your hands and the other one rears back and collides into its neck and its entire head just cocks to the side. And that black ichor starts to slowly pour out. And as you wrench your ax from it, more of that black ichor explodes along the wall and it falls down and every single bit of insect and vermin swarm around it all seems to fall down dead and slowly dissipate. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where we are going to leave off this week. Ooh. And we will pick back right here as you all investigate what exactly happened in this manor home and what exactly this creature is. Amazing. Yes. Get ugly skin, though. See, you know what? I don't want any part of it. I don't want to be a part of it. Amazing, guys. Oh my gosh, guys. So thank you fun. so much for a fun first time. This is so right? great. I'm excited. You did it. I oh my god. Wes, thank you for like being the best in terms of like suffering our BS. Yeah. Let Because <laughs> I know I'm now like bringing all of extra. So, you know, just thank you for like dealing with that. I'm just saying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Thank you guys so much for letting me tell these fun stories with you all and gross you out with really creepy, gross monsters. God, I'm looking forward to more. It's gonna be I know, yeah. <laughs> um, so, thank you so guys so much for tuning in this week. What's our schedule like? Oh, what's our schedule looking like, Hurry? So, this will be happening every Monday um, on this channel for now. Uh, 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, we'll run for about four, maybe four hours um yeah we look forward to seeing you guys all next time as well anybody uh, else want to say anything here i had a great time i really like, appreciated it just like the biggest thanks to like ev like everyone for just like helping and like making all the art and just like and like like lane did a fucking fantastic job on all the backgrounds like so good um yeah uh, like also helped like so much with like making the logo look nice and like also just like real quick like fuse i know you're in chat he also helped with the logo um he helped with like letter spacing and stuff he also chose the font um that looks amazing um so just everyone thank you we did a good job. It looks really pro, even though this is like our first session. It's kind of yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're thank yous, then I think Curry deserves like a huge shout out yeah. to you. Yeah, Curry. manager. There she got stuck in the matrix. <laughs> no, but seriously, Wes, though, I know one of the hardest jobs in the world of all of this, even all with all these beautiful extras, is being a DM and wrangling basically a living, breathing <laughs> herd of cats throughout this whole process. So it is not lost on me that while we are thankfully living through the stories of yourself, thank you for hurting the cats through this process it is it is it is it is always an incredible amount of effort on your front and so just thank you for letting us participate this is great 
Thank you, guys. We love you, Miss Hannigan. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for all of the trust that you put in me to help lead you all through these stories. This is such incredible, incredible fun. Um, and for everybody watching, I, I really genuinely hope that anybody who was unsure if D&D is for them, it's for all of us. Like, yep. we had people who just played for their first round and were having an absolute blast. There is no right or wrong way to play D&D as long as you are hanging out with your friends and having a good time and making sure that all of you get to tell the stories that you guys want to tell. So thank you all so, so much for trusting us to do this and have fun with you guys. This is an absolute blast and it means the absolute world to me. Yeah. Guys, have a great evening. Thank you again for being here. I had such a fun time. Yep. And we're going to go ahead and raid. We're, oh. We are, but we're also going to go to the now ending. Where we, uh, If you guys look on our now ending, there's going to be the names of people who helped provide music tracks for tonight. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll see you all next week. See you next Bye. week, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Catch us live every Monday on twitch.tv slash at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. <laughs> Goodbye!